The Joe Rogan Experience. What's up, bitches? My friend Jason Tebow's all up in this. Bitch, what's up, I would up, say everybody? bitch, but I already said what's up, bitches. I'll, I'll take be, your bitch. I'll take I your bitch. I want to be redundant with my bitches. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, I retired the word faggot from my vernacular. Sorry to hear that, Joe. I gave it up. I gave it up in light of this most recent controversy where I called this guy a faggot. Not meaning anything derogatory towards homosexuals, but, you know, there's this the thought behind saying something like that as well. What's important is not the word. It's not a magic word. It's your intent. And that should be important, but when there's a word that confuses a lot of people and pisses people off, and that's not your intent, then really rationally and logically, you have to kind of accept that you have an ineffective word. That word's not that good. That word means too many different things. It means, to, to some people, it means you hate gay people. And that is the furthest, furthest possible thing from the truth. I have absolutely zero problem with gay people. I have no problem with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I've met a ton of cool gay people. And I grew up in San Francisco when I was a little kid from age 7 to 11. I was constantly around gay people. My next door neighbors were these gay guys that my aunt used to go over and smoke weed with. This uh, big, gay, fucking scary, muscular black guy with a shaved head right. and his weird white friend. And these dudes would blaze out with my aunt. They would all get high and naked. What years were these? Were they? This is, uh, shit, it was a long time ago, because I'm old as fuck. Um, I guess I was seven, between age seven to 11, we lived there. So that was like somewhere in the 1970s. Right, right, right. It was like right when the Vietnam War was ending. It was right. like super hippie time in San Francisco, and that's where we lived. And we were just constantly around gay people. And I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I guess I was like 11, 12, when we moved from San Francisco to Florida. And it was a totally different ball game. 
you could not get culturally more of a 180 from San Francisco, which is like the most open-minded place on earth, in, especially in the 1970s, yeah, that's what I to, say. Yeah, to living in Gainesville, Florida with alligators and shit and rednecks. Right. And there's this Cuban dude. I, I hung out with this kid. His name was Candy. And he was a boy. And his name was Candy. His name was Candy? Yeah, Candido. Oh. Yeah. Candy. Sweet Candy? I think Candy Oliveira. I think that was his last name. And uh, his dad was, like, super homophobic. And his dad was uh, reading the paper. And he's going, can you fucking believe this shit? Like, throws the paper down on the table. I'll never forget this. I was like, wow, what is going on? Like, I had just been aware of war and that war ended. I was, like, real cognizant that there was some fucked up shit going on right. in the world. Like, you know, I, I had a, you when you're, like, seven or eight and someone has to sit down and explain to you war. That there's some, there's some people, like, why are these people protesting? I, m- I remember asking my, my stepfather. And he had to break this whole thing down to me that there's there's a conflict going on and these people don't want to have to go over there and kill people. Right. And I was like, whoa, what? Like we go over you, you, they take you and they make you go somewhere and kill people, and you don't even have to agree. Like, war is unfathomable That's to children. Not just unfathomable, but the idea of the draft and being forced into doing that—slavery—it's right. nothing but slavery for a military-industrial complex. I mean, that's really what it is. So I was freaked out about everything back then. I was just starting to—I was very unstable, very young kid. You yeah, when you're a kid, you don't even like to be told to clean your room. That's the—you ex- yeah. know—that's. But let alone being told so, to go. Anyway, kill so this guy freaks out. I can't fucking believe this shit and he throws the thing down i'm like fuck we're going to war again we're going to war this is what i'm thinking and he goes these fucking fags want to get married and i remember going what no way i'm like i've clearly i've you're that there's been i would i didn't even think that i thought it was clearly a mistake there's no way because i didn't know any adults like this right when i lived in san francisco like i said my neighbors were these weird gay guys and my dad's friends were all architects and computer programmers they were all like really pretty smart people so i'd never heard anybody that gave a fuck about some people getting married that they don't even know but this guy was like really serious about it and it was a of a really important moment for me as like an 11 year old because i realized there's levels of adults right there's some people that are just adults but they think like children they, oh, sure. they're completely ignorant totally and even though they're adults even though they have kids of their own they're still idiots I remember that being a big, important moment. And that moment was because this guy was homophobic. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. So by me conveying any homophobic, you know, any, any not intent, but people receiving that and getting that message that I'm homophobic because I call somebody a faggot. It doesn't mean that with straight guys, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't mean that. The reality is, if it's making that many people pissed off and upset, and it's making them think that you care about their sexual preference, it's like... I, at, a first, at a point in time, I was like, why am I attached to this fucking word? Like, what, am I just stubborn? Like, what? It's I mean, fun to say. It is fun to say, but why is it fun to say? It's fun to say because you're not oh. really supposed to say it. Same reason Fig Newtons are ni- nice to say. It just sounds good. Right. Faggot. Yeah, Fig. but I just fucking. decided from all this that it was an ineffective word. And then I didn't want to be hurting anybody's feelings for no reason at all. I'm hurting absolutely the wrong people's feelings. Like, I don't care at all yeah, but about what, the fact that they're gay. And if that hurts their feelings, if it's just this one word, it's like, it's enough. Who gives a shit? But like, isn't it something just more about somebody just being way too sensitive? Yes, like, it that, is. Like, it there's, is. like, sensitive straight oh, yeah. people and sensitive gay people. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of gay yeah. people, you said faggot in front of them, but they don't give a shit. You oh, know? yeah. Absolutely. For yeah. sure and true. But... It's not like they're saying don't swear at all. You know what I'm saying? 
it's not like they're saying you don't call people cunts or douchebags or what any other word that means exactly the same thing. You know, you call some guy a faggot, like this guy's being a faggot. What do you mean? He's being a douchebag. It's really right, the yeah. exact same intent. Yeah, it's but right. if somebody There's a says, negative thing going somebody on, somebody says lard ass in front of me or fatso, I won't get offended. But that's descriptive. By fat, you know? That's descriptive. Yeah. Okay. So is faggots, but it's not. It's not. It's confusing. Yeah, it has an it's ambivalent confusing. sort of meaning now. Yeah. There's a lot of people. It could mean pussy. It could mean you know. It's like too confusing. And, and and you know, Louis C.K. has a great bit about it where he kind of defends his use of it. And I'm, every comic friend I know says it. And Ari and Joey, when they got me my birthday cake for my 40th birthday, oh, it says so "Happy Birthday, Faggot." <laughs> I mean, that's on my that. birthday cake because we call each other faggots all the time. It's right. like you know, like someone Brian might call me and go, "Hello, faggot." Yeah. You know, just out of nowhere. That's actually I mean, the hmm. better one that I usually say. <laughs> yeah, it's right. just like when we talk, it's like fun, you know. It's like right. we're, we're children. Everyone in our group. One of the things that uh, binds us all together is we're all very juvenile. Right. right you know, right. Joey is the oldest one, and he might be the youngest one. You know, I, what I'm saying? I call my fleshlight a faggot all the time, like, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Faggot fleshlight from fleshlight.com. Yeah. If my dog was doing something stupid, like sniffing some fucking coyote shit, I'm like, get out of there, faggot. What the right. fuck are you doing? Yeah. Say that to him. I don't mean my dog's gay for coyote dick. Right. You're gonna have a lot of dog. Uh, so, Dog pet. It's like, too confru- confusing a word, you know. I just decided it's not worth it. Is, is it been a big deal? Like, yes. I mean, have you been getting a lot of bad stuff from just saying the, it? The only, well, most people support me on it. It's a strange thing, too, because some people support me, and they'll support you. They're like, fuck all those fucking fags that can't fucking deal with it. You know, keep that shit out of our face. Like, yeah, okay, that's the wrong kind of you're, support. You're not, right? yeah, you're not helping you're the cause. Side, dude. You're not, you're not helping side. the cause, faggot. Why do you care if they want to go suck cock? So if they want to suck cock from guys who like their cock suck, go get some. Who gives a right. shit? Could you imagine if that was you? If all of a sudden all these gay people were telling you you had to be gay? Right. That, you know, that you or just complaining about the type of chicks that I was sleeping with. Or so it's a problem, man. The whole the homophobia is a real problem. It's no, It's the same exact thing as any douchiness. It's just racism or sexism or guys who want to roofie chicks and fucking, you know, and rape them while they're sleeping oh yeah it's all the same thing it's groups that hate other groups and it's just fucking and it's such a new it's like even though it's old like homosexuality is super old and like you know very similar to you like i grew up in a very liberal environment my mother's a lesbian i was raised by lesbians growing up Shazam! what's that like let's so, talk let's let's do it let's talk about that so but it's Your like mom's a faggot <laughs> i know i know <laughs> don't listen mom um but you know very similar to you like you know i grew up in like the chicago area but in like you know Early 80s, like, lesbians in the Midwest were slightly less rare than leprechauns as far as, you know, yeah. you, you would know it. Yeah. It, it's, it wasn't as out as it is now. It wasn't socially acceptable at all. Right. You pretty much had to keep it under tight wraps or live in San Francisco or Chicago right. or a really open area. You left Maybe that area. Maybe not even Chicago. It was pretty, Chicago's man, tricky, no? It's, you know... You, the line in the sand's pretty clear, but you could be more out then. I mean, the gay pride parade in Chicago is like the second biggest one to San Francisco. I so. think of when I think of liberal cities, I just think of New York and L- and uh, San Francisco. I mean, I guess L.A. Yeah, I mean, right. L.A. is pretty open. But I mean, liberal. as far as the whole Midwest goes, that's it. You know, yeah. like it's not St. Louis, anything else. I mean, Chicago's like right. If you're going to be stuck in the Midwest, that's your only hope of <laughs> any sort of like liberal upbringing or, you know not being bombarded but so then when I went to college I went to school in the Midwest um, like southern Indiana central Indiana and I actually would meet people I met a guy who's like I never saw a real live black person until I wrestled one in high school (laughs) dude that's a direct quote from this guy Lonnie Belleville and I was just shit dude and I was just like get the you net First of all, a real live black person. Like, there's some sort of, like, animals that are, like, you know, some... It's like Bigfoot or something to him. But can you imagine how intimidating that must have been? Like, 
there's a real black guy and now he's gonna try to you know take my back and shit you know what i mean wow like the first his first meeting with a black guy uh, any black person in his life was on a wrestling match and he was probably used to those slow ass white athletes too oh yeah he and probably all of a sudden just got, he's got yeah. this dude on springs right, right. he probably yeah exactly fucking john jones motherfucker <laughs> exactly just can move right like, doesn't mean make sense right, how that, that right. guy moves it's like right. why is he moving 10 percent better than everybody else yeah neck bridging w- him to what's death. going up with that how come he can throw bodies around like they're little dolls What's right. going on with his body? Do you remember? Can we get can we get him into a lab? <laughs> find out, exactly. find out what makes what we got to right. duplicate this shit. We got to get a petri dish and scrape it's some like, cells off of this dude. It's like after the match, he's probably just like, "It was very nice meeting your kind." You know what I mean? It's like, do you guys remember your far, first black person? My what? What's do you guys remember your first black person that you had sex with? You mean? No, I mean just that first. That's met, totally right? what I thought he meant. No, I knew a lot of. Them I don't. Yeah, there. I grew up. You know, like I grew up. My, you know, high school graduating class was like half black, half white. Like, black, it was no big deal to me whatsoever. Like, growing as a kid, like, I never really even understood racism that's, or That's another thing that, that I didn't shit. understand until I moved to Florida. And my yep. mom, my mom and I actually got in an argument about it. Because my mom was, she was a good person. But when she raised me, she was very young. You know, she was 20 when she had me. Me too. And so she didn't know shit. She was a dingbat. A kid. She was just yeah. a kid. She was a kid. A kid. Yeah. So, like, she assumed I knew everything. Right. Like, right. I didn't know how people had As sex. you did for her. I did not know how that people had sex. And I didn't know how ba- babies were born until I was seven. Wow. She never told me shit. And then she goes, you know. And I go, I don't know. <laughs> I go, I don't know. Tell me. Tell me what it is. You literally You're just going to make fun of it. I go, I'm just going to make fun of it. Tell me how people make pay. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> and my mom, I was in the car. I remember this very clearly. 1970 Barracuda. I'm sitting in the back seat with my sister. And I go, just tell me. So she tells me. She goes, the man sticks his penis in the woman's vagina. I start fucking laughing. Right, and right. she reaches back and hits me in the head for laughing. She's like, I knew it. Right. I, knew you were just, I knew you were just trying to make fun of it. I go, I didn't know. I didn't know what it meant. It's a legitimate so question. That was one time that happened. And the other time it happened was we were in Florida because some kid kept talking about niggers. There was some kid in my school that just kept talking about niggers. Like, man, we got problems here. These niggers are moving in. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And I just moved there so I didn't want to ask questions you know I was a shy 11 year old from San Francisco all of a sudden I'm around alligators and shit right you know and so I, and I asked next. my mom I said what is a nigger and she's like will you stop doing that don't make me talk about things I don't want to talk about and I go I'm telling you I don't know what it is That's she funny. goes it's it's a bad word for black people and I was like whoa Right. Like, hold on. Like, this dude is, like, claiming there's some war going on between right. white people and black people. <laughs> well, in his mind, and there I'm are. Like, is that really going down out here? Like, I was so shocked that the environment was so radically different. You know, San Francisco to Florida was fucking crazy. It had to be. God damn. Especially, like, early 80s, late 70s. Oh, my God. Everybody was so dead. dumb. Everybody was so dumb. They were giving out Bibles in school. And I remember Strike one. one kid who would, like, be, like, all super over enthusiastic whenever anybody brought up religion because he wanted to let everybody know that he <laughs> loves the Lord. Right. And so we're like, I guess, like 11. Sure. And so they give, uh, they give it a stack of Bibles. And I take this Bible. I'm like, what am I doing with this shit? I already had been through Catholic school. I went to right. Catholic school for first grade. And I had this horrible, just nasty, evil nun who just ruined my whole idea sure. of what religion was all about. So they were handing these books out. I was like, this is just ridiculous shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. And there's this one dude. He goes, reading the bible oh i'm so happy i can't even wait to get home yeah i likes reading the bible and i remember thinking what if me and this dude were the only two people on the planet this is my thought at 11 years old looking at this kid screaming holding it up in the air he was holding the bible above his head while he was yelling this i was thinking what if it was just me and this dummy and we were the only people on earth would i want to live 
Well, would I want to live if this is the only guy I get to talk to? That's what I thought of at 11. Wow. Probably yeah. not. I like reading the Bible. Yeah. Never forget that dude's voice. It, I just wanted to pull him aside. I go, dude, just come on, man. The Let's kids, think the, about this. The kids in uh, my neighborhood, they used to call this thing where they would uh, knock on the door and run. They would used to call it nigger knocking. Yep. And I didn't know that the word wow. nigger. So... Uh, one of my times I was like in front of the class doing something, I brought up, yeah, so me and my friends like to go nigger knocking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Under your interests of things you like to do. Oh, no, you did not. Yeah, and I remember that I still didn't realize that that was a bad word for some time until one day I, How old I were kept you? on using that word. And oh, my God. My mom was like, listen here, this is a bad word. But but then my grandmother would be like, oh, I can't believe they still have colored cashiers at this this you know all the t- like she would say the word colored all the time. I'm like, what? What's that about? <laughs> oh my goodness! I remember one time uh, a 70s. buddy of mine, a, a roommate of mine in college, we were with his grandmother, really old, super super racist from the South woman, and they were watching TV. I don't remember what the fuck we were watching, but uh, she goes, hey, look at the TV, look at all those people with that nigger. It's like it wasn't even a person. It was like a totally different, like a totally. And both Jesus. of us were like, "Whoa, dude, your grandma hate is wow. like race, super. That's like this racism, and then there's like super racism. Yeah, yeah, that's like hanging racism. Totally, like without even thinking about it. You ever like, see those creepy, creepy fucking black and white photos from the south? Oh yeah, they're yeah. T- terribly Where's disturbing. Like, yeah, yeah, black yeah. people are hanging. The, the uh, white people like are just standing around, broken. looking at them. Yeah, Ugh. just standing around looking at them. Nobody's dude, that upset. Was wasn't that long ago, it Joe. Was not that long. And that was no. not that Those long Those same ago. people are the same people that like pose with dead deers now and like like chopped off legs of deers and that's like it's like, like the like, same kind of photos. It's like I'm just with dead. It's only two generations ago. That's only it. That's only watered down two generations. <sighs> I mean, so scary. That's you know 40s, 50s. That shit was going down. 60s. This shit's still going down all over the world. Yeah. You know, there's people that are chopping people up for no reason all over the world. Scary shit, man. How about in Africa where they're going after albinos for witchcraft? They're using huh. albino witchcraft still blood and oh, huge! Yeah, it's yeah, a big business in Africa, right, dude? It's terrifying. There's all these documentaries on witchcraft in Africa and all these guys who are they do exorcisms. People hack up their own kids because oh. they get convinced that their kid is. Before we go any further, our show is sponsored by the Fleshlight. <laughs> just like to bring that up. Yeah. Fleshlight.com. If you go to JoeRogan.net and uh, enter in the code ROGAN from the link, you get 15% off your Fleshlight. I want to get into the Fleshlight in a little bit once we get I'm so this, happy that have we have uh, Fleshlight as a sponsor now because I got a new bit. It's a fucking monster. It's killing them. It's hilarious. Killing them, son. It's all about the Fleshlight. We got to get into the... I have many Fleshlight questions coming up in soon. But that was keep, a, keep a, going with the... Uh, that was a segue killer. There was a segue killer. Where where did I leave off? You were talking about uh, the business of uh, witchcraft. Oh yeah, in it's Africa. a huge business in Africa. It's terrible. It's really terrible. These guys that are just nothing but con men. They take these people and they convince these people that their kid has a, a demon inside of them. He's a demon inside him. I got to get it out. And they they make the kid eat awful shit. And they take you know they do all these crazy rituals. But basically all they're doing is just taking money from these parents and they tell me you you have to give me five thousand. Dollar. If I don't have it, he's going to hell. I mean, they have just these people just lose their fucking minds. So and, it's like, you know, evangelism or yeah, something. Yeah, and they have guns. These guys have guns. By the way, these exorcism guys, they're like armed with AK-47s and shit. It's crazy. They had a thing that was like the top 10 most dangerous countries to go to. Africa like, by far. Eight of them were yeah. African. Yeah. Eight of the yeah. top 10. And then the other two were like, you know, Middle East or, or right there. 
Yeah, I mean, we're all worried about what's going on in Afghanistan. Shit, if those fucking, some of those people that are those Somali pirates, if they figure out how to get planes and start flying to other places. Or just places, nuclear, t- wow, oh, they yeah, get their hands on a nuclear anything, bomb. One they, nuclear bomb. The Somali pirates, that situation is crazy. They attacked a U.S. warship this week. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. How loked are they? They went after a goddamn U.S. warship, and they were in a raft. Dude, that's like they sh- they shot like rockets did at they a kill fucking. Them? U- they they jacked everybody. They arrested them and took uh-huh. all their shit and went after the mothership and sunk that. They're like, bitch. They had to flex on people. Wow. They sunk all right, their boats right, right. and chased down. There's some other guys. Apparently, they couldn't find them. They took off. That goes to show you how goddamn big the ocean is. Yeah. If the U.S. Coast Guard or the, or the U.S. Navy rather can't find you, if they got warships and they can't find you. Goddamn, how right. big is this fucking ocean? But yeah, these crazy assholes. They fired on these fucking people in a in a warship. Dude, that's I mean, that shit happens a lot though. That's the you That's the people you got to be worried about. Yes. The people that are desperate. So desperate. They don't so care crazed. if they die. They don't well, care. Do you know how that all gets started? Hmm. They call themselves the People's Coast Guard of Somalia or the Volunteer Coast Guard of Somalia. And what happened was the European um, companies were dumping a lot of toxic shit in the ocean off the, the coast near, right. where, near where they lived, and they were um, just overfishing the fuck out of it. So they're taking all these fish, right, dumping right. all the shit in the water, and they're dumping all the shit in the water, and now it kills all the fish. The water becomes polluted. They can't make a living. And so they first started kidnapping these boats that were dumping shit, and what they were doing was taking these guys, and they were uh, bringing them and holding them for ransom because they're, they're losing money. They can't fish anymore. But then once they got used to doing that and getting ransom money, they said, let's just start jacking people. Right. So then they t- it turned into the, the Somali pirates where it's like a big business and they're making right. millions of dollars wow. and they get millions of dollars every year and no one knows exactly what to do with it and it's not like right near them they go hundreds and hundreds of miles out into the ocean and yeah that's an impossible thing to police dude and they're they loaksters they're ready to die you yeah know? i mean they that's don't give like, a fuck they're like the gangsters of the sea literally yeah. like, you know everybody I mean? around them's been dying it's amazing they made it this long the pressure of making it this long wondering when you're going to die is probably staggering right because everything they're around is like people getting shot in the head and people dying and them shooting people and 12 year olds with fucking machine guns gunning down people just for a laugh i mean that's that's africa all day all day all day so these crazy motherfuckers are out in rafts trying to take down a u.s warship that's ballsy that's like the barking chihuahua in like a dog park like trying to take up a right but i mean look think about this man we're not nothing like that is going down in afghanistan you know I mean, we need to fucking concentrate on the really crazy places. Mexico and Africa. And Korea. And Korea, yeah. too, yeah? Right, we got a warship that's heading to Korea right now? Yeah, we just need to clear that whole country down. No, South Korea is awesome. Don't say that. <laughs> <Just kidding>. Yeah, <laughs> how dare you? Koreans are up in arms right now. Literally. I grew up literally Koreans, up in arms. Constantly around Koreans. Yeah, me too. Doing Taekwondo. I used to have to teach class in Korean. I didn't really know how to say it. I just knew how to say some of the moves and how to count. I could count to like 10 in Korean. Right. I don't know how to do it anymore. It's like, Hana, dos, set, net, dos, yos, yugo, yudul. I don't remember how to do it right, though. Mm. I might be saying it all wrong. Yeah, you were like mar- uh, martial arts a long time, like Korean. From when I was Taekwondo, yeah. Taekwondo. And then what you. I always wanted to go to Korea. I always wanted to go in and, and, and compete there. You're just enamored like, the, with martial arts guys. like when you were a kid? That's like, yeah, like, well, I, I became obsessed with Taekwondo when I was in high school. Right. Because it was the first thing I ever was I ever got good at. It was like, for me, it's like my whole life, 
we moved around a lot. I didn't have friends that I, I, I didn't have friends for any long period of time because we just kept moving. So by the time I was in, the, in high school, I had no one who was a friend. I just constantly had moved. Yeah. So I was super insecure and I needed something to make me feel like worthwhile. Right. And so I started doing Taekwondo and I got obsessed with it. And plus I was small too and I didn't like the idea of people picking on me and fucking with me. Did, so I wanted to be able to beat the shit out of people. So right. I, wanted, I was like, the only way to do that is you got to learn some karate. You know, it's like in the movies, man. Right, right, right. Get some Chuck Norris love in yeah, my life. man. I got to fucking figure out how to fight. This is bullshit. I'm tired of being scared. Right. It's funny though, like once you start doing that, that's like generally the last thing you want to do is Course. fight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the nicest the people case. I know are fighters or, Fuck, tra- yeah. or people who train. Because they don't have to worry. First of all, they're not insecure about it. Men are always sizing each other up and wondering what would happen if we fought, man. I mean, that guy just fucking kick his ass. Right. But realize they're, they're saying that, but they don't even know what they would do. Do you have a plan? What are you going to do? Are you going right. to hit him and he's going to run away? Right. Are you going to knock him out with the first punch? Like, what if he fucking dodges your punch and comes back with a counter and then shoots for a double? Are you ready for that? Right. Do you, do you have your sprawl? Your sprawl ready? Are you really ready to fight? Do you really even know what that means? Right, no, right, most right. guys know. So they're all chest puffy and talking all this shit. It's very hoping, peacock feather yeah, shit. Hoping to yeah, fucking yeah. talk people down. But people who train and actually fight, they don't have to do that. They don't want to do that. It's a different mentality. The human animal is designed for conflict. That is just a fact. We have hardware from thousands of thousands of years ago where you had to fight off intruders and you had to kill your own food. And that's a fact. And the hardware that we have today, despite the fact that our life is not like that anymore and we have this complicated society that it provides us with supermarkets and traffic and all this other thing, these other things we have to deal with, the bottom line is that our body is still the same fucking body that has the same reward system set up. So it has all these ghost needs, needs to crush things needs to kill that's like a satisfaction needs to breathe these are rewards that you get from killing animals when you kill an animal and eat it this primal reward that's designed to keep you alive it's very similar to the same reward that you get when you fuck and you have kids it feels good to fuck because that's a reward system set up to make sure you fuck Right. You know, I mean, it's all... Just, Survival of the species. Yeah, we have this old-ass hardware, man. Yeah, there's no app for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, a lot of people have tension because they don't train, because they don't do martial arts, because they don't go and hit a punching bag. Right. And it doesn't mean you want to hurt people. It doesn't mean you want to be It's just mean. a release of that. It's, it's a natural, great it's, release. It's the same reason, like, yeah. a lot of, like pedophilias and rapists they all have that like pent up sexual yeah. energy they have like old shit they don't actually you can't even you shouldn't even think about martial arts in, in terms of hurting people when you're doing it in training you're just playing a game and the game does hurt you know but it's a game the game is you're trying to hit that person they're trying to hit you you try to get out of the way and counter give out the more give out more punishment than you take you know figure out a strategy that can get past them figure out what they're doing and getting I mean that's what it is it's a, it's a game of using the human body sure. in in physical contact but it's a satisfying game and it does it does wonders for your psyche it does wonders for confidence, your confidence right. yeah and it does wonders for your relaxation like whenever i get upset about something i'll, I'll freak out about things i go man i probably should have worked out before i dealt with that right you know like this whole thing the other day where i, I called this guy a faggot i guarantee you if it, I, I just worked out i went to the gym before that happened i'd have been like who gives a fuck about this dude but because i wasn't i got all fucking amped up i just wanted to crush something right right you know? right you sure it's just that you're not tired from working out though? that's a little bit of it too you know that's what they used to say in uh, taekwondo the taekwondo guys are always uh my instructor used to say it was korean accent they're always the nicest guys because they're always tired from kicking each other. He <laughs> <laughs> right. thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, because every time I work out, you're always sore too, man. You're always sore. Like my shins would always have these big giant knots on them and fucking big welts and mm-hmm. they'd pop and bleed and you know, you're always clashing shins and shit. Like, 
Think about that all day, smashing shins into each other. Checking kicks. Kicking that. people's elbows and shit and breaking your feet. I broke my feet up in, pff, at least twice on my left foot. So annoying, man. You break your foot, you can't do shit for a long time, too. Right. And you don't even get it fixed. They don't even do anything. They just go, yeah, you got a broken foot. Okay. Walk so it. something cracked. And it just, I mean, unless it's like some compound serious fractures that, are, right, that right, require right. massive surgery. They just go, yeah, heal up, dude. You got a crack on that. Yeah, thing. see in two months. He's, he does a new character now called Sticky Fingers Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, Sticky Fingers Gonzalez. You love that expression, Sticky Isn't Fingers. It? Yeah. We, that was, that was oh, in another context before right, the show. Right, right. Yeah. We are talking about that. He, and it's so funny because, like, the, the whole point of it is that, like, some, somebody would go on stage, like, you know, like Whitney Cummings. Uh, there's a video with Whitney Cummings doing uh, her act. And then next he comes up dressed up as, you know, Sticky, fing- sticky Fingers and just does her whole act. He does yeah, it. <laughs> you do it at the Naughty Show. Like, I go up oh, after every comic and you I just the bastardize their jokes. Oh, that's great. And I was like, I wrote this a couple days ago. You do it with a Mexican Yeah, accent. yeah. I've got oh. a poncho, sombrero, sunglasses. How, how dare mustache. you? Fake how mustache. How dare you? It's pretty funny. That's yeah. very funny, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very re- funny. It's very funny. You know, it's funny. We used to do a thing back in Boston. Um, shit. Uh, I forget what his name was. Kevin Riley, I think, was the host. Kevin something. Kevin shit. Kevin Flynn. Kevin Flynn was the host. Boston comedian. And he used to do th- this thing called Joe Biden Night. Because back in 1988, a lot of people don't realize this because Joe Biden is our current vice president. But Joe Biden ran for president. And when he ran for president, they found out that he had plagiarized like a ton of his fucking speeches (laughs) from Kennedy. From JFK. Oh, yeah. He was, he was repeating yeah, shit. Nobody knows any of his speeches. And I'll people take these. Were, people were like, God damn, where have I heard this before? <laughs> this guy's got a good writer, but fuck, you know, right. this is ringing a bell. And so somebody went back and checked it, checked the transcript. They had to check transcripts back right. then. Right. Imagine now. You can't, like, get, you can't get away with shit now. can't get away with shit now. But people still try. That guy that like Palin was supporting and plagiarized JFK, too. Oh, yeah. But would, so anyway, um, uh, so we used to do Joe Biden night at the uh, Stitches in Boston where everybody would get up and do somebody else's act it's funny that guy's yeah, the vice funny. president now and he was a, such a big joke in 1988 that we had a night at a comedy club dedicated to him right there was a a while back my buddy brian jarvis a very funny comedian we were talking about doing a stand-up karaoke night oh, where it's like you idea. can like pull like other comics like names out of a hat or something right. and you have to try to plow through their fucking famous bits or whatever the fuck who would you do if you had to do anybody Sheesh, boy, that's a good one. I don't. Mine know. is so easy. Who's yours? Joe Diaz. Oh, dude, you have the Fuck best. Yeah. They have the best Diaz. I would. I dude. I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan last week, and people were calling out for Joe Diaz impressions. Oh, dude, it's a home run impression. Dude. When I was listening to the podcast before, and you were talk telling Joe Diaz stories, and you're talking about how like you were in Jersey after Vegas. And then you, he, your phone rang, and you didn't know where the fuck he was. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not still in Vegas, you, cocksucker. I never left Vegas. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> Pretty much you're going to start being doing like 20 minutes of your act as Joey Diaz. <laughs> and then Joey Diaz is not going to have to do anything, leave the house anymore. Well, and he can just he, go on stage. I mean? We'll wheel him out in one of those little scooters, and he can wave to the crowd, and I'll talk. So when he has his first stroke, I'll just Dude, Diaz looks great. I could, he and I were this <laughs> gig lost together. 100 pounds. He's he gonna, looks incredible, yeah. man. He's going to lease out his name, though, like Gallagher to we're you. Gonna, we're do a fucking cartoon, cocksucker. That's what we're going to do. A cartoon. If we do it a cartoon, I would just do his voice for the whole right. cartoon. He, he wouldn't do anything yeah. but collect checks. Yeah. He wouldn't just, even have to do the voice. He would over. have to do meetings. It would be, maybe he'd do right. tours. 
You know, right. this is Joey Coco Diaz's tour. This is where <laughs> I live. This is where I feed my cats. Radio promos. This is where we went down the street. Like, this fucking guy right here has got the best weed. He just have ideas for the cartoon and shit. Yeah. He needs ringtones. Oh, he got the cat stone. He should yeah. have everything. Dude, he just has to have ringtones. It's just like, rrr, like Almost all of our friends. Answer your phone, cocksucker. Yeah, also, almost all of our friends have Joe Diaz as the outgoing message. Like, when you call Eddie, Eddie Bravo has the fucking best outgoing voicemail message ever. Yeah, Ari had to go It's phone. all Joey going fucking crazy. Crazy, right? Joey going crazy. <laughs> My client Eddie Bravo is busy. He ain't got time for your bullshit and your questions. And oh, I keep getting grounded and pounded. <laughs> Buy the fucking book. Learn the rubber god. Practice it. <laughs> Shove the book up your ass. But no more stupid fucking questions. My favorite, Only text messages. My favorite thing he does <laughs> is when he does his girl voice or his gay voice, where he suddenly just changes. Oh, I, I keep getting grounded and pounded. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's fucking. Buy the book. Shove the book up your ass. Dude, he's going insane. I've heard the message. I've called Eddie. Eddie's had that message for like five years. I've called it over and over and over again, and I still laugh every goddamn time I hear it. It's yeah, that's hilarious. when you know you got a good one, when people don't even want you to change it. Yeah. Oh, please. And meanwhile, Eddie's like a professional jiu-jitsu instructor, and he has people calling him up about business, people. and this is the message that he right. has as outgoing, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's how much he likes it. He likes it so much, he's like, right. yeah, I'm going to keep it. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's right there on the title. Buy the book. Shove it up your ass. He's, and he was going crazy, red face, spit flying. Oh. You could hear it all. Dude, he's the best. Diaz is one of those comics that it's like no matter who you are, it's like following Diaz. You're just like, well, let me just roll up my sleeves. I bring him just, everywhere. I yeah, bring I him everywhere. It's the most fun. It's the most fun because when I go on stage, the audience is already howling. By the way, um, Joe Diaz and I are going to be doing a New Year's show at Mandalay Bay. And uh, we just uh, picked this up. It's a big fucking place. It's like 1,700 seats. And so uh, you're going to hear me talking about it some more if it gets annoying. It's just because I have to sell 1,700 tickets. But it is uh, the weekend of uh, the UFC. Um, So the night before, it's New Year's, and then there's a UFC the next day. So you're going to get hung over watching dudes get fucking pounded on. New Year's Day, there's a UFC? Yeah, it's New Year's Day on January 1st. That's, That's the Saturday. And New Year's Eve is the Friday night. So it'll be me and Joe Diaz at some new theater thing that they got going on at Mandalay Bay. Bad. Yeah, it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be fun as fuck. I'm trying to think of other shit we could do. I was going to bring a DJ. I was going to bring a DJ on stage because I heard that Russell Peters does that, and it's kind of fun. And I was like, maybe that would be fun at the end of the night, have like a fucking cool DJ, but they don't want to do anything like that. You have to clear the place out. Right. So I'm trying to think of what else. You know, it's a New Year's show. We've got to think of something that makes it more interesting instead of just, just a show, hmm. you know? Videos. Well, right. right. Maybe. Yeah, how about, maybe I, how about I come like on stage that. and fuck up Fleshlight? Or, or, or how about doing a Team live podcast? just pod- fucking threw his head or, into the ring. <laughs> hey, or do a live just podcast. Just putting that out there. Do a live podcast. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, maybe, but the problem is uh, Vegas is so fucking short attention span. It's yeah. not really the place to do a podcast. Yeah, you don't want to Because if we're all on stage just shooting the shit about so, things, yeah. there's going to be people yelling. It's going to be weird. I mean, we maybe could do that. Let's get MC Chris. MC Chris. But MC see, Chris. what I'm saying is if we maybe did that, then it would be hard to get up and do stand-up. Right. It would right, be hard right, to get, right. just go up and go and just start doing your act afterwards. It would be weird. Because you'd be like, okay, it's a whole change of pay. It'd be a whole fucking yeah. Yeah, it'd be like all of a sudden I'm in fucking performance mode. (laughs) What is this? Hey, you ever notice? What about MC Chris? What about him? I wonder if he would do. He's your type of music. He's a fun party. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. If I wanted like, if I wanted music though, I'd want some rock and roll. I'd want some 
crazy band. I would like those those fucking those seventies guys, Steel Panther. I'd love mm-hmm. them to do it, but they've I'm sure they've got their own gig. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Those guys are animals. they kill, dude. Those are they, those they've been are, killing for a long time. That's a fun. I think they have a television show. show in development now. Do they? Yeah, I think I heard that. Isn't it crazy that that just came back like with the thunder? Right. Like it used to be like being you know like someone who was into that music was embarrassing. Right. And now it's like dude, everything back. does that though. Everything does that. Yeah. It didn't. I don't know if it used to happen that way. I think this is a fairly new phenomenon. That's like, why I'm going to wait till the word faggot comes back in. I'm just going to hold on to <laughs> right. it. I'm going to. Yeah, it's, it's not coming back. Yeah. The world's getting softer as people get easy. It, as life gets easier and easier, people come up with more things to be upset about. You know, I mean, as if life is very, very hard, you don't waste your time on bullshit. You don't think right. about bullshit if you've got a lot of shit going on in your life. But when life gets easy and it's easy to get food and it's easy to get fat right. and it's easy to be lazy and it's easy to do a job that you don't really like and yeah. waste your time away then you start looking for things to get mad at right then you start going i don't like your tone right well you know? and also like if i can bitch about you and what you're doing it takes the light off of anything that i'm of fucking doing pointing fingers you know yeah 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 you're dude. a piece of shit I'm if i can make you now. look bad you have no idea how bad i look yeah that's a weird thing when you if you have a dis- disagreement with someone and you say hey man like why are you you know you're doing this this is kind of fucking me up yeah well you always fucking yeah. do this with that right this what's up with that and you go, right. we didn't even talking about that. We're right. talking about you right now. Like, That's why you, textbook. Yeah, why are you going textbook. immediately to jumping, pointing the finger at me, trying to even the score? Now, if you don't want to talk, you don't want to talk about it, if you don't want to talk, obviously it's your fucking podcast. But, How dare you? So what, what like, pro- prompted you to just, you know, passively just be like, shut up, faggot, or whatever the fuck happened? I just like, talked what to was people. The detail? I talked no, to douchebags like that all the time with this guy in the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? What, what's the whole oh, hubbub about? I already, I already about t- sort of talked know. about it. It's just a, this is what it's all about. It's about negative mixed martial arts reporters there's a few of these guys that are trying to do this sort of Jim Rohn thing where they're trying to like insult guys and say the most insulting shit possible that's like their whole shtick right the problem is you're dealing with someone who's putting their emotions their physical health their future and and possibly the the quality of their thinking on the line every time they step into that cage there's nothing more gnarly than that and these guys who are reporting on it are making a living off of these guys taking these chances and performing right and you must respect that. In my world, I think that is one of the most important things. It's like that's someone who's very vulnerable. I mean, it doesn't seem like they are because they're these destroyers and these killers. That's a very vulnerable place to be. And, you know, to be shitty and, and to be douchey to these guys and to do it anonymously, just and do it as a person who doesn't know anything about martial arts. And this is my problem. I, I hate that shit. It drives right. me nuts. Sure. And this guy is like the worst guy ever at it. He's like his whole, all of his stuff he writes is like negative. Right. All of it is, is, is insulting. It's like the Perez Hilton of UFC. Exactly. Right, okay. And they're, they're, you know, he's doing it. Or That's MMA. like his, his shtick. Well, he picked on me. And he picked on me about something. He, he said that I was incorrect about a technique, which I was correct about. So I just decided, you know what, I'm tired of this guy's bullshit. So I just attack him. Right, right, right. So I just, you know, and I called him a faggot, which probably negated in a lot of people's eyes all the positive things that I said. <laughs> right, yeah. They're like, oh, he's a homophobe. But dude, that's but, a, and it's probably but exactly But that's how I felt. Wanted, you know, right. I mean, that's what, it, what I'm saying. I'm, and, you know, and look. You know, and people are like, "What do you hate that guy?" You're like, I don't, I don't hate anybody. I just don't want him to behave that way. I don't know him. It might not. He might not be anything like that. That Thomas Rios guy might be a nice guy, and that might be just what he's trying to do. You know, I have no idea. I don't hate him, but right. I hate that form of journalism. It's a terrible thing. It's un. It's wrong. It's unfair. 
it's it's putting out all this negative energy for no reason. Yeah, it's sensationalism. Yeah, and I have no problem with people critiquing people's technique. Like if you say, you know, say if you're talking about a particular fighter, well, he never really developed outside of the one-dimensional wrestling type fighter. He just, he's never really developed to stand up. He just likes to take guys down and beat them. If that's just a fact, that's just a fact. Right. But, but th- this is not what this guy's doing. It's like insulting. Like he's saying really shitty, nasty things about people. And then when they lose, like he'll tweet them and say like, see, I told told you yeah. like he was he, that guy's just waiting to get yeah. his back taken out Dude, of ralph two heavyweights matt mitrione and joey beltron all right two yeah. cool motherfuckers too by the way joey beltron is the shit that guy is a, a cool dude he's like a really really nice guy and he's a dj in his spare time he right. does like bar mitzvahs and shit right okay my man's out there grinding all right and this guy's just talking about how he's gonna get fucked up and how he doesn't belong in the ring with this other guy it's just the way in the way he said it was super douchey so Joey Beltran responds, and even how he responds to it is like, yeah, thanks a lot. That's a lot of help or something along those lines. Right, just kind of And like, then go after he loses, this dude sends a tweet out that was something like, uh, you know, apology accepted because I was right. You got your ass kicked. Right. And it's like, man, you're just fucking with a vulnerable yeah. person, man, for no and reason. And also a vulnerable person that can kick your fucking ass. Yeah, and it's like I said, there's nothing wrong with critiquing their, their technique or critiquing even their character, their behavior. If they're after, acting in a certain way and they're acting douchey or something like that, there's nothing wrong with being honest. But when you just start, everything is just attacking and negative. There's no joy and praise. Like, what are you even watching this shit for? You know, you're not yeah. even, it doesn't even seem like you're enjoying it. Well, you're he's just, just trying to make a name for, I mean, it's a great analogy. Yeah. You said of Jim Rome, but because do you remember when Jim Rome got famous? Yes, for doing was that. Was when yeah. he was with uh, with uh, Jim Everett was a quarterback of the Rams. Yeah, and he had him on the show, mm-hmm. and he had kept calling him Chris. Yes. for like his radio show, mm-hmm. and J- Jim came onto the show pissed off, and he's like, you know, I'm here to set this record straight. You're going to quit doing that. And he and did he it right said, in front of him. Yeah, he's like, whatever, Chris, and he's like, say it again. Same and he, shit He waited for like three seconds, and then he goes, Chris. And he and fucking Everett flips the table over on him and like yeah. jumped on him. And dude, he was famous ever since then. Yeah. This guy's just waiting for somebody to fucking right. throw one punch right. at him. So he's well, all in the news. First of all, you can't compare Jim Rome to an internet blogger. Yeah, but right. you know what I'm saying, though. But, th- <laughs> but that's yeah. the best thing that can happen to this fucking asshole. Well, it's not even. I don't know if he's an well, asshole. I take that back. It, you know, it's, not, f- it's this thing where they're trying to just be, get attention and right. only by just negative shit. You know, it's only, it's, right. there's no joy for it. There's no. And right. it can work for some guys. Like it worked for Rome. I mean, it can work for some guys, right? But it's it's you know it's fucking shitty, man. It's shitty, and it's there's a big difference between a guy losing a basketball game, which sucks, and a guy getting his ass kicked. Okay, right. I guarantee you, nobody has felt worse than Brock Lesnar after Kane Velasquez beat the fuck out of him. Probably no one that's ever lived. Right. That's about as I mean, outside of losing a loved one, that's about as bad as you can feel. Right, physically as, and physically emotionally. and emotionally. Probably more so emotionally. As, yeah, it's as bad as being fired from a job you love. Right. It's as bad. I mean, he just got the fuck beat out of him and humiliated by a guy who's smaller than him, and right. he's this big, giant, fucking Goliath of a man. And, and a heavy favorite. He's pretty yeah. heavy favorite, like three to one or something. Yeah, you gotta respect that, man. You know, you gotta you gotta appreciate the fact that this guy took this crazy fucking chance. And yeah, he did it for money. And yeah, you know, this is what he chose to do for a living. That's absolutely true. But right. no one feels that bad if they lose a basketball game. You want to shit on basketball players? It's really a different thing, man. Right. Totally. Even then, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Critique their their character. Critique their technique. Critique critique their ability to perform. That's all well and good. But we start just insulting people and just wanting 
need them to feel like shit, you know, with, with your, your commentary. Right, right. Totally being inconsistent, inconsiderate of this person's feelings. Right. It's which, like everybody which, knows that guy. Which, too. by the way, I've all been, we've been, all been guilty as comics of doing that of someone. I'm sure you've made fun of someone. Oh, and sh- then, yeah, sure. But, I mean, you know, that's l- l- a little bit different. I mean, you can make it is, sort jokes of, about people I've that met, are I've said in some the news, mean but. shit. I've said some mean shit in the past about people in the sake of comedy that I wouldn't say now. You know, right. I think I, I just think about it different now. You mean Back in stand up, you wouldn't yeah. say it now, or you wouldn't? Yeah, right. Like now, I look at it and I go, "What do I give a fuck about if that guy's doing this?" Well, I feel like a lot of that is like growth in your own like act and you, as an artist yeah. and stuff. Early on, you start, you know, that's something you probably do earlier than later. When you know, when you start getting better at stand up and you start getting better at well, know. it's also you just consider why am I why am I upset at this guy? You know, right, it, right, I know right. it's just what's a, a joke Shivo or what's a cheap joke yeah. or a cheap oh, I never shot had any Terry Shivo jokes, but, <laughs> but you know, some, you know, what was it? The, like the Hugh Hefner joke. I wouldn't do that one if I had a chance to do it today. Really? Yeah. No, that's such a funny joke because you're mm-hmm. not really playing him. You're playing like a, a character of him. You I know? would do it differently. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but I would, I would not, not do the Anna Nicole Smith one. That one, she doesn't get a pass. Yeah. So that right. one. <laughs> that one yeah, there's, there's few people that, that earn one, it, though. Yeah. You know, when you, you start fucking right, a, a billionaire, yeah. I'm I'm okay. An old billionaire. An old billionaire. Did she really get the money, though? Whatever happened with that? She kind of died before that all got worked out. Well, right? yeah. I think the long, I think she died. I think she overdosed before when all those litigation. Yeah. Like, her family was like, we're going to sue you to the end of time. I this wonder if they gonna, killed her, bro. Maybe Dude, I don't, I they mean, could that easily, rich. They could easily. That's killed Texas them. money, right? That Texas. Well, money. I mean, Texas assassins. You could yeah. indirectly. I mean, I even mean, if they didn't indirectly, they probably drove her to fucking. Right. They're like, let's just keep this in the courts till she kills herself. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, she's yeah. You know, like she's that type anyway. I mean, I don't, obviously, it's also like, weird that her son died too. Mm. I always found that weird. Whoa! Also. What if they? What if you find out this is like some crazy conspiracy? It probably is. I believe we that should, more than Tower 7. We should call Alex Jones up right now. <laughs> yeah, right? We should call up Alex Jones right now. What the fuck? Is that your Alex Jones impression? Oh, no, that was Joey Diaz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that fuck. He has like Joey Diaz Tourette's over what, here. What, what, when is that video coming out? What, 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 what the fuck? The one I'm doing now? Yeah. Is that the one where he was on the radio show? Yes. Just Great, lost yeah. it? Greatest thing pretty that's ever happened. I'm uh, editing ri- a part right now that's pretty funny. It has to do with censoring words. Uh where we went to a radio station and they uh, would, wouldn't let Joe say the word retard, which we thought was But weird. he could say everything else but? Yeah. No, you or, couldn't no, say, you, you can't say everything else but, but, but retard's a new one that you yeah. can't say. So, wow. They so, call it, people call it the R word now. Yeah. Re- yeah. Oh, the R word. <laughs> yeah. So the, I'm dead right. serious. I've gotten tweets. Well, so faggot replaced, the, the F word replaced the N word and now the R word's replacing the F word? Yeah. Yeah, what, like I said something yeah, about MySpace. Right. That uh, I went back and uh, and looked at my MySpace page, and I felt like it was an abandoned child that I left in a retarded forest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Right. And people it starts raining got, down on you. Like I got a bunch of tweets. Like I can't believe you used Damn. the R word. That's I'm not kidding, man. I'm not kidding. It's the fucking R word. Like when I was a kid. So, oh, man, they said that in the yeah. tweet. The R word. Yeah. When I, was I can't a kid, believe you used the R word. That's what my mom used to say to me if I did something wrong. Don't be a retard. <laughs> like, is there, right, is right, there, right. Is there gay homosexuals? What? What? You mean retarded homosexuals? Like, like retarded faggots. Dude. But you said gay homosexuals. <laughs> you said gay homosexuals. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, handicapped homosexuals. How, how, you're too high to be talking right now, this, Yeah, right? Fucked up that There's got to be. There's got to be. Handicapped gay people. I'm yeah. sure there are. You think? Yeah, of course. Know, probably. Well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I guarantee it. Makes sense. Guaranteed. What a shit roll of the dice that is. Yeah, I just wonder if it works <laughs> yeah, though. Right? 
it just seems like that would be something that you would have to be a hundred percent to know that you're gay or hmm. you know i wonder if it's there's such thing. i got a definition of queer some fella on the underground told me what queer is because you know one of the acronyms of lesbian it's like l b g t q q stands for queer and queer means not particularly attracted to anything attracted to whatever like sometimes it'll be so a it's guy. Like bisexual. Be a girl. Yeah, well, how is that different than bisexual? Right. How is that different than bisexual? No, that's it's the same thing, right? It's just ignorant. This, <laughs> this is this is just showing you what a bunch of fucking pussies we are. That somebody let them put that in. That someone said, "Well, this isn't bisexual. Is this enough? Do we have enough letters?" No, no, no. I'm not represented. Right. I'm queer. I'm not decisive I'm not enough gay. to be bisexual. I'm not bisexual. Meanwhile, most offensive gay voice ever. There oh, it is. Right, right, right. right. Christ, Here yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, right. uh, this is my gay voice from now on. I'm going to do a, a gay voice like a businessman. That's my gay voice right. from now on. Or you should do like that. Man. Do I a just, Japanese I businessman. Don't feel represented. <laughs> <laughs> my right. type is queer. I like it in the butt. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, they, no, not always. He likes it wherever he likes it. Sometimes. In my mouth, sometimes up my ass. It's like, what, what can, I mean, that's just someone just pushing it. That's what that is. That's pushing it. Right. You can't tell me that's different than bisexual. But do Jesus people just want to label? People have to label you. Like, yeah, what's but your how deal? Could, what is, how could you call queer? How is that different than bisexual? There's no argument there. If that's the definition, if that's the definition of it, they, they, there's no right, difference. I'm, I'm in it going whatsoever. basically, by the way, just off some dude on a message board. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he okay. might, he might probably not the most reliable of sources. Yeah. But there's right. something about it, man. I'm like, I, I think that might be correct, man. I don't know. It just sounded so. Because like growing up, I always thought, and you know, this is just. I mean, I don't know where this came from in my head, but growing up for me, queer was always just like you're just not quite straight. You know what I mean? You're not totally no, gay, but I, you're not. I, you're not definitely I, not straight. I grew straight. up queer in Boston was was just another version of faggot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You for sure. Dude, this queer. game's queer. Yeah, this yeah. game's queer, yeah. and there was no R. Queer. That MMA. Right. There's no R's in the whole in Boston. MMA no bloggers queer. It was never like the look at these queers over here. Like if there's a bunch of gay guys, that would sound odd. If there was a bunch of gay guys, it would be like you know a lot of guys would say faggots. A lot of guys would say right. they wouldn't say queers or fags. Yeah, yeah. faggots yeah. wasn't big for me growing up. That wasn't a big word. Queer was, but faggots was kind of it's more got, like yeah, it's college. A, yeah, well, it's 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 more homos like, was a big one too. Yes, homos, you got that. But a even lot. Way, even that was like the same thing. It really is. I mean, there's really no argument that it's not. It, it, it's not like a desensitizing sort of an attitude to use all these different gay slurs. There's really sure. no argument. But why are they so fun to use? Right. It's annoying. You know why? It's because of what you said earlier. It's like when you're growing up as a kid, it's just fun because you shouldn't be saying it. Yeah, right. right. It's taboo. Right. So then it becomes a part of your vernacular. It becomes a part of your vernacular. So, you know, as an adult, it's just like ingrained in you to be like, throw it out there because it has that edge to it. It's got an extra notch. It's got an extra notch that fuck. Like, cunt has an extra notch. That's why I like using cunt. Love it. One of my favorite words. Yep. You dumb cunt. cunt. Yeah, bro. That's a bottom of the barrel, dude. You call somebody a dumb (laughs) cunt, the look is great. And I've had people say, unfollow. I cannot believe you use such derogatory language towards women. Meanwhile, I was talking about a dude. Right. I was talking about a dude. And I had people unfollow me because I use the word cunt. But I use the word cunt at least once a week just to weed out the bitches. Everybody's on my Twitter and then, you know, you can't handle cunt. Get out of there. Get. Get. 
Right. Because people assume that most people, you know, Twitter, if they're in the public eye, is not going to really represent how they actually talk. Sure. Most people, they give you some, like, when was the last time Ashton Kutcher said cunt in his Twitter? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure you, you, never. you hang out with Ashton Kutcher and you have a couple of drinks and smoke a joint with him. Cunt he's going to say cunt. cunt. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, he's going to talk about this dumb cunt. Right. Something. I mean, right, right, everybody right. does, man. And it's all the queers. Fun. He probably says queer a lot. It's fun. These queer cunts. I'm but I think the Kutcher. women that get upset at that, women get upset at using the word cunt, those are, those are extra cunt. Those oh, women yeah. are brutal. That's who I'm talking about. They're brutal. Right. They must be brutal. Yeah, you give me, care. Give me a chick that likes to be called a cunt in a sack, and now I'm, well, I'm set especially for life. when you're talking about set one, for life. one particular chick. You're talking about a particular chick. You can't call a particular one a cunt. Right. That degrades the entire population of right. humans with vaginas. Really. That's ridiculous. Right. It's like me being upset if you call some guy a douchebag or call some guy right. a, a dick. Right. You know what guy would stand up and go? I can't believe you're talking that way about men. About all dudes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No guy would. No nobody. Nobody. It's like that fucking. How dare weak, you talk about men like that? That weak ass thing <laughs> that some people will say to you, like, uh, "Oh, you hate women." You know, Brian Posehn and I had this argument too. I mean, not argument, rather. I love Brian. Uh, had this discussion. He was right. having an argument with some uh, female comic, and he goes, "And as soon as the argument got ugly, she goes, I think you hate women.'" And he goes, "That's really funny because everyone that's ever said that to me, I hate." <laughs> <laughs> right? He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Well, I think that's just a, a weapon. That it's weak. A, a very specific woman uses that weapon. It's a political correct weapon. That's when I've been backed into a corner. I'm gonna yeah. throw that out there just because it's so tap. You know, it's yes. like, oh, oh no, I don't want you to think that about me. No, it's, it's like, I hate your type of woman. That's what I hate. It's a bitch thing to say. It's a weak ass. You know, like a fake magic spell. You hate women, right? right oh, is right. that what it is? Because yeah. you're annoying. Like yeah. all women are you. <laughs> exactly. Right. Everyone is exactly. the same. Right, Every right, right. single fucking woman on the right. planet is exactly the same. There's no variation. Right. I have hate for all of you just right. because you're annoying. Yeah, exactly. That's so weak, and they just try. Well, that's the same do, thing as what's going on with this this whole like faggot comment. No, I disagree. Really, I Why? disagree. Well, first of all, all the by I hate women. All they're trying to do is put you on your heel. Right. They're trying to make you feel like there's something wrong with you. They called you on it. You hate women. Of course you do. And they'll like stick with it. Right. Like, you know, you don't even know. No, I don't hate women. I hate you. No, no, no. I'm sure. I can tell you hate women. I right. see what you're doing. You hate women. That you hate women thing, that's them being weak. That's all that is. That's them tr trying to look for some reason why you're wrong, right. some reason why you're bad, some giant blanket statement to label you. But someone saying fag, I mean, that legitimately is a, a slur for, for homosexuals. Right, I see what you're saying. You know, even that. if you yeah. don't use it that way, and right, I don't I use it that saying. way, and even if Brian calls me up and I'm like, what's up, faggot? And I'm like, how dare you? Are, are we going to go eat? You know, it's like, that's how we talk. That's right. like, it's sure, not, it's sure, not a sure. slur at all by then. But right. th that's the term a totally, of endearment. It's actually yeah, the opposite. It's right. a, yeah, exactly. There's too many meanings, too confusing to some people. But that's totally different than you hate women. Right. Someone saying that is just that's just the ultimate stupid Trump card. It's like I called it. I called it. You hate women. Like, oh, it's, right. it's, it's so dumb. Right. It's like no no dude ever says that fucking chick. She hates men. Or if they do, if they're guys who can't get laid, that does happen. Where dudes got fucking lesbians. Those guys. Oh, that's just those guys are just dude. hater dudes, right? I love that. It was a that. buddy that I. It's always somebody else's fault that a guy can't get laid too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, just chick was a bitch. There's a dude that like, no, it wasn't the way you were acting, you dumbass. It's because she was a bitch, right? Yeah. There's a dude that I used to hang out with a long time ago, and he used to always do that. He was brutal. First of all, you'd hit on anything, and right. then the girls didn't want to have anything to do with them. Fucking lesbians. 
Like, literally, fucking lesbians. And he'd be angry and look down and shit. Like, wow. Right, meanwhile, she's leaving with another dude. Hey, let yeah. me ask you this, man. Your mom was gay. What was right. it like in, like, high school and junior high when dudes would make lesbo jokes? Um, didn't it bother out? me too much. I would like a joke in my stand-up that, you know, two chicks making out is the hottest thing in the world till it's your mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, then it's just, you know oh, what I mean? It's like, no. So true. <laughs> right, bro? Oh, my God. That must be so true. That right. must be so weird. So it's like, dude, like growing up or like especially in college time, you know, when girls start like getting really like sexual and stuff like that, girl, I would always wind up dating girls would always want to be like, you know, I made out with a couple chicks before, like trying to like, like that would matter to me. But right. it's like I grew, I grew up with that being no big deal. Like right. chick on chick porn does nothing for me, bro. You know what I mean? It's. <laughs> Almost in a weird way, it has the fucking weird, like, I can't like watch it. Yeah, exactly, like, dude. It's like, my okay, okay, please let a dude, I hope uh, a dude walks in the room soon, <laughs> The man. black guy, anyone, Chinese guy, <laughs> exactly. fucking ninja. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. How about throwing an animal? <laughs> yeah, I know. An animal, anything with a dick. Right. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> Somebody with a boner, please walk in the so, room. Was it common knowledge amongst all your friends? Some of them, yeah. Some of them, no. But like I said, like, I grew up in the Midwest, and it was very right. taboo, and it's like, dude, it what was kind of fucking- What city? part of the Midwest? Uh, Northwest Indiana, right on Lake Michigan. Michigan, Michigan City, like 20 minutes outside Chicago. You know, we did a show in Indiana, in Indianapolis. Naptown. They, they booed John Cougar Mellencamp. Wow, wow why is that? Dude, he lives right liberal. there. Because he's uh, a liberal. Dude, can you believe that, great. dude? They yeah, I booed him. I can fucking they totally put his that. ass. They put his big ass fucking head on that screen, that giant screen, and you're... That's strange. He probably said something about deer hunters or something. Dude, it's hardcore. I mean, that, you know, you really don't, like... That whole area of the country. I mean, I you know, I have nothing ag- totally against it other than it is exactly what you think it would be. So really, we did this whole, like, they're roommates fucking oh, uh, cover yeah. up. You know what I mean? And just My let the dummies Josh, think, think shit. I grew up with a buddy that had a, a, an obviously gay mother. Sure. And we were like, man, you sure your mom's not gay? No, my mom's not gay. <laughs> he would like fucking deny it to the death. Meanwhile, his mom had short hair, okay? Mm-hmm. And she lived with this woman who was 250 pounds who would wear a vest, with sleeveless vest, right? With right. a sleeveless shirt underneath it. Changing the oil on the and, car in the and, driveway. Yeah, and she had these big, sloppy, like truck driver man arms. I thought you were going to say was, tits. She was <laughs> horrific. She was a big, giant man thing. Right. And Back she then. lived with this guy's mom, with my friend Josh's mom. And I was like, dude, what's up, man? Your mom's gay. No, my mom's not gay. I go, I don't care. I don't care if your mom's gay, but you got to tell me that your mom's gay. Because otherwise, this is a crazy. We're, we're, we'll, we're never going to be honest about anything. Right, right, you know? right. Like, it's like I know so something. Odd, it's like, like, you know. It's if like, you're going to lie about what's obvious, you're going to lie about everything, yeah. bro. You're kicking it's over like, my sandcastle. I'm here. showing up at school every day with a dress on. Do you believe I'm a girl? No. You would say, you're a dude with a dress. The fuck, man? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Oh, I am a girl. Come on, let's hang <laughs> right. out. No, we can't hang out anymore because now you're, you're talking crazy. Yeah, right. Your mom's gay. So it was like when we were like fucking 15. I was like, yeah. My yeah, I mean, gay. that's, you know, growing up, that was sort of, you know, my sister was my sister was very like would just talk about it all the time, very open with all our friends about it. I just kind of just like never said shit. If anybody would ask me about it, my buddies would talk, you know, we would talk about it. It's no, it was really no big deal, but it's just like one of those things where, especially when I was younger, I mean, dude, that's like back then, like 81-ish, 80 fucking Midwest. That's like wake up with a burning cross in your yard kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? For real, like. <laughs> I knew a dude when I was 13. When I was 13, I was 14. I was 14. Right. He was a gay hustler. He was a friend of a friend of mine's and they would like they would do drugs together this guy had like a, a real coke thing and i think this guy got him the stuff and we were all hanging out one night and i was like what does that guy do <laughs> he was like a little older than us he was like 17 right and it's like he makes money just doing a lot of shit that he shouldn't be doing 
This is my friend Jimmy who used to talk like in code like that. He was like real blue collar construction guy. Yeah, everything's very vague. Been doing. So eventually, I found out that this guy was like he used to, but he doesn't do it anymore. Apparently, he's done with it. He was like a gay hustler. What exactly is a gay hustler do? Gay like, hustler fucking... is like you go out with rich dudes and suck their dicks. Uh, right. Oh, and they okay. give you money. Right. And you, you, you hang out with them, you know, you hang out with them like for the night and you, you make it look like you're partying and you're like a party boy and you go from one place to another and that's how you make your living. That's what this dude was doing. Wow. And he wasn't gay, apparently. He just, yeah, he had a problem with drugs back then. He fucked up. <laughs> that, 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 sucking that was, a, sucking so a lot of dick. This was the strangest fucking thing. You know, I was like, I guess I was 15 at the time. I might have even been 16 now that I think about and it. And that was Boston? That's when you were in Boston? Driving. Yeah. So he might have been a bit older now that I think about it because I think I was driving at the time. So I must have been 16. But it was it was a poor, that's some eye opening shit dude. right there when you're, you're like God damn yeah man what a so you get to see a lot of shitty choices you know that's one thing about growing right. up you get to see a lot of shitty choices like I've oh, talked sure. about this in the podcast that I never did coke because my friend Jimmy his cousin was was selling it and his cousin never left the attic him and his girlfriend just they had an apartment in the attic just boarded and up did windows coke and fucking Ugh. hid from the world Ugh. and and he lost like fifteen pounds and they just looked pale as fuck they mm. always looked like death and I was like this dude is like disappearing to this drug like this is nuts so I thought okay that shit's off the menu right. for life. any drug that where your teeth start falling out you know what I mean like heroin crack coke it's yeah. like grinding I draw the line where your teeth start falling out yeah. you know what I mean it's something's yeah. bad when like you see somebody they just don't have teeth they don't give a fuck have you, ever, just like, have you ever slept next to somebody that just ground their te- teeth ooh, at night like really bad like scary. it just sounded like marbles crunching like in their stress, mouth man. that's stress man yeah. that's stress that's some weird that's like TMJ anger. too there's a weird mm. disease or something my like dentist that, says right? I don't grind my teeth but I'm a clincher like, like I'm just always tight tight uh, you know what that means no. You're thinking about taking the ass and you're prepping. You're yeah. gripping. You're biting down. Seat, All your dreams warmers. are about you taking the ass. It's probably big uh, black dicks, too. That's what it probably is. Well, what's weird is when I did salvia, <laughs> that seemed like that's what I was doing. It was like, Bite. It's a pillow biting thing. Going that's down what it is, man. Pillow biting. You're thinking about you got a mouthful of pillow. <laughs> so you're, you're chopping down. You're calling me a faggot. No, I'm not. I'm not calling you a faggot at all. <laughs> I didn't even use that word. You're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Well, you're not that was our me. obligatory black dick Jeez. reference. Right. There's a there's a Brought thing on the Rogan board. There's a thing on the Rogan board where they're like, how many times will Joe bring up black dicks this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> right. I I'm think, a juvenile motherfucker, man. I think we're at four so far. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> stopping either. All right. I'm 43 years old. I still have a wall chain. I wear a backwards baseball hat. I'm a child. I'm a juvenile old man. 43 going on 17. Give a fuck. Eternally. I don't have to grow up any more than this. It's like why? Just because my body's aging, I'm supposed to change. This is stuff that I like. I mean, I've evolved, but the shit I like, I still like. All right, and he can't help that. Dicks in the ass is always funny. It's when always Joe funny. Diaz walked up in the Alex Jones studio, this is one of the things that's in the video, and I've talked about this, but it was so good, I had to talk about it again. Yeah, he gets up. He he's talking about smuggling weed under his balls, and Alex is going crazy. And this is how he gets up. You know, I'm in the middle of crying, laughing because he's describing his ball. This is my left ball is bigger than my right ball because I'm right-handed. <laughs> I, I thought I had cancer for a couple of weeks. Anyway, that weed's under my balls and it's stinking. And Alex Jones going, no, no. He's going, yes, yes. And he's and like I'm, he's saying no, like quit talking. Yeah, about yeah. this Stop shit this, yeah this. yeah yeah he's talking about smuggling weed under right. his balls uh, on the alex jones show which is like he has like ron paul on his sure, show right, right, and right. like a lot of like serious presidential candidates and tea party people <laughs> right. they go on the alex jones show and joey diaz is talking about smuggling weed under his balls and then when he's done he stands up and he, he's got this thing going on with his fingers yeah, yeah. he goes joe diaz facebook twitter <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself big dicks in your ass is bad for your health and then he just walks and out. then he goes stay black because that's the most important thing. 
And he gets and up and walks out of the studio and leaves me crying, yeah. beat, beat red in the face. I can't catch my breath. I'm crying, laughing, and Alex Jones going, he's Satan. He's Satan. He's the <laughs> devil. The poor fuck. It was one of the, the, the greatest. But, you know, that's what makes me laugh, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I am a, a very deep thinker. When it comes, I mean, what does that mean? That's that sounds like something I'm trying to get laid. Saying. Deep thinker, very deep thinker. Deep thought. I think a lot about a lot of shit that's not not um, juvenile. I think a lot about space and about you know scientific discoveries and you know and then the, you know what is life and what is this all about and the, the big philosophical questions. I think a lot about all that stuff. But when it comes to laughing, like silly laughter, I like my shit dumb. I like a lot of shit done. Oh, I yeah. like some Me clever. Too. I like clever and... thrown in there with it. Right. Like I love in my own act. I love to have clever stuff. I love to have like really well crafted piece that's weird and strange, and then mix it in with some just silly ass dick jokes. Yeah, and, right, right. I mean, just like eight premises in my act where a dude somehow or another winds up blowing some guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that's what I think is funny. Right, I'm just a child. I'm a fucking so juvenile when it comes to my sense of humor. Yeah, right. And I think everybody is. I mean, everybody has. Like, you know, you learn to laugh. It's this weird hiccup that only like humans, the human animal has from being surprised. It really yeah. is. It works a lot like magic. Like magic, you suspend disbelief. And like when you're doing stand up or even just joke telling, it's like people think they know where you're going to go. Right. Their brain's constantly trying to be ahead of you. And when you flip it on them, it creates this weird hiccup. The only human, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very old. I mean, it's old. You know, you can There's scare babies. Type. When you scare babies at that age, they hit a certain age where laughter becomes, you know, in their in their life. And when you, like, you can startle a baby and they'll actually laugh. But that's only one type of laughter. Like, Joey Diaz, you know exactly what's coming. It doesn't matter. It's still right. funny. Sure. There's no tricks. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's right. not like, no, but that's he's not, thing. and I'm like, Grandma, please. But don't bump. Get yeah. it? See, you thought it was going to be a no, guy, but, I'm, but that's it's really exactly, not Grandma. Right. Cocksuckers, I tricked you again. Yeah. No, that's exactly, I'm totally agreeing with you where it's just like, there's something about that other kind of laughter where it's like, you're laughing at it just because it's just you know, it's just funny the way that the person is just a cartoon. He's so cartoony. Yeah. You know well, what I, mean? I, like, I love listening to him talk. There's a bunch of different ways for things to be funny or reasons why things are funny. Right. You know, it's just the most important thing is find the most. Find the most things. Like, ironic things are funny. Like um, like movies, like unintentional comedies. Like Grizzly Man. We were talking about that before the show. Right, right. How funny Grizzly Man is. How funny R. Kelly is. That's right. really funny, that's but it's a different kind of funny. It's right. like it's fun, like oh my god, he's serious. Funny. It's like I can't believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, there's a bunch of different kinds of funny, but that's the key. If you want to be a happy person, have as many of those in the mix as possible. And this is like, the problem. One of the big problems I have with all these alternative comedy guys. There's a lot of guys that they become like sort of comedy snobs. Yeah, I can't stand and it. What they're doing is, and they they they're upset if anybody talks about sex. Like I know this one guy who got, got upset at a friend of ours because he talks about sex a lot, and he's like, "Man, you're better than that." Like. Why why are you resorting to cheap jokes? Like, look, man, this guy is a f sexual deviant. This is what he thinks about all the right. time. Yeah. Like, can't he just talk about sex? And if, you know, like, what what do you care? It's like there's a lot of people that don't allow certain things to be funny because they feel like it's beneath them. You know, and it's the such a subjective thing. Like, that's it's funny that you mentioned. I was talking about this earlier with uh, with uh, might even be the same person we're talking about right here, but. You know, it's such a subjective thing. Like, you, there's always all these comedy, con San Francisco comedy competition mm -hmm. and shit. It's like, how can you be right, like? It's like it's, judge clever comedy. Yeah, it's like, like Joey Diaz will never win one of those. Yeah, but it, yeah, you know I, I don't saying? know how. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, how do you judge something that is so opinion based? Like everybody, mm -hmm. you know, you might find this funny or that funny, or well, and it's yeah, and that alternative comedy scene where they are so judgmental, mm -hmm. and you know, and that's such a it's a cunty defense. It's it is a defense cunty. mechanism. Like a lot of those people. 
can't uh, they don't they they're you know ostracized by clubs or they can't get into the regular clubs regular scene and they develop this clicky little circuit right. where they just look down on everybody. Well, and you know judge what? I was there like, for the beginning of that alternative comedy. I remember shit, it well, very well. Well, no, no, no. I bet you don't because I was there in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the Catch a Rising Star. Oh, when right. I really started. It was really, I thought you meant out here. It was in really LA David Cross. Through. David sure. Cross started it all off. But what he was doing is very different than what's going on now. What's going on now is a lot of people are really basically doing standard stand up. It's just they're doing stand-up where they don't exert a lot of energy. Right. And they try to be like a certain... They're trying to have a certain amount of, you know, c- clever words yep. tossed into their comedy. Obscure references. They try to, right. you know, they try to have really well-written stuff that they try to impress, you know, comedy right. f- geeks with. Like sure. Like people who like Absolutely. Kind of comedy. What Cross was doing, he did a lot of weird shit, man. He was taking a lot of chances. Like, some of it didn't work, but I always appreciated that he was doing it. It was always yeah. really interesting to me. Like, I remember one time I went to catch, and I was waiting to go on stage, and he was doing this crazy thing when I walked in the room where he was um, just had an exercise video. Not a video, rather, an audio tape that was telling him how to stretch out. Right. And he was, like, doing it and commenting, like, wow, it really does feel like it's stretching me out. Right. Like, it was so strange. Well, it's very... That, People that didn't shit. know what to do. They didn't yeah. know whether they... They should laugh. They didn't right. know whether they should. It's very like cla- Kaufman. I mean, he, he, he was, but he was like really committed to it, and f- the way he was behaving was like the crowd should be like on the same wavelength as him. Like, wow, this is really stretching me out. Like it was like right. this weird sort of performance art thing that he was doing. Right, and I and it didn't really work that good. But I remember thinking like, wow, this guy's like doing some interesting shit. It makes you think like I'm doing like kind of cut and dry like standard stand up. Like right. oh, maybe what I'm doing is not as interesting as what this guy's doing. Right. Or it makes you see how my, how like how how broad the actual spectrum is of yeah. what you can get away with, what you can say, how you can make anything funny versus like right. And he was fucking around, he was experimenting, but that was that was in my opinion that's real true alternative stand up. He's like right. trying a bunch of different things. He was doing that was just one example, but he was very creative. He did a lot of different things like that. Right. But what I see a lot of people calling alternative stand up is like stand up comedy that you would expect from someone who's into alternative music. That's right. what it is. It's almost like they've decided to scene. plug the it's same a, clothes sure, into totally. comedy. Right. It's like, wear this outfit, and now you're a comedian. Right. And then do what you think you know, those guys would appreciate. They were too hip for the room. It, but that's exactly what it yeah. has become. It's not saying that's what yeah. it is. And, you know, Because I think it originally started as sort of like a... Like a counterculture thing to the stand-up comedy boom yeah. of the '80s and you know even early '90s, and then you you got this like spin-off thing with like Cross and Odenkirk and and all those kind of guys, which were kind of doing the counter, sh- the stuff you couldn't get away with with doing clubs, which is not such right. shiny materials, yes. longer premises, yes. talking about shit, even more a little more political, crowds, weirder, yep. smarter smaller, crowds, yeah, sure, yeah. you know, big in San Francisco, yeah. like you know Austin places yes. like that, yeah. And it, what happens is it just got watered down. Mm-hmm. You got all these people that are like, I want to be like that. Right. So they just start. It became a cookie cutter situation. You're so right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now you're not getting really true alternative comedians. You're getting fans of true alternative comics doing like material, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think, I think it's caused sort of a, um, I don't know. I think it's going to cause more of like a pushback to like, you know, traditional, if there is such well, a, a thing Well, a lot of them are doing stand-up. traditional stand-up. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's what They're I mean. They're pretending because, yeah. it's different. Right. They're doing stand-up. They're just doing premises right. that they think an alternative guy or gal yeah. It's like cover. if it's a pillow fight, all the feathers are out of that pillow. You yeah, know what I mean? And exactly. a bunch of people are just swinging empty pillowcases. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to, you know. It's like they're putting on an act. Totally. that's the act. Yeah, and it's just because that thing, you know, it's it's an oversaturated 
It's an oversaturated style. But there is there is a good argument though for having a place where the that kind of comedy gets a chance to grow. I think like it's a necessity. Kind of experimental I think it's a, comedy. I totally and agree. To with call that. it alternative is like a good move. Yeah, you know, I, to, to figure out. I mean, there's got to be some. The, the real problem with our our whole thing is that comedy is just like one thing. It's like no one just goes right. to see music. You know, like right. what kind of music is this? Is yeah. it rock and roll? Yeah. Is it country? Is it it's jazz? It's like what we deal with is like symphony and rock and roll are all lumped Everything's in together, together. as one yeah. thing. And right. You, and it's what gets on before you really makes a big difference. If Joe Diaz goes on before you and just starts talking about, you know, pulling turds out of some girl's butthole. Yeah. Stuffing his, n- getting his two, nose Getting two there. points uh, doing, on his Weight Watchers for eating a girl's ass. I'm nose. I'm eating her ass. Right. Two points. I'm licking a monkey from behind and I'm sticking my nose in her asshole. I'm doing the pigeon. Buck, buck, buck. Right. He goes, that's a chicken, but what the fuck? Right. I mean, if he's doing that and then you want to go do that stretching video, people are going to throw glasses at you. Absolutely. You you can't can't do the two of them on the same stage. It doesn't mean there's some people that might not want to see that weird thing. And maybe they're not into like overtly, ridiculously sexual juvenile material. And it's like it's it's a taste issue. You know? Right, and that's why I'm saying it's the same reason that like these comedy competition things are, yeah, are bullshit gross. because you can't. How can you? You know, it's like such a fucking opinion based thing of what's funny and what do I like, and it's your own personal taste. So who's going to be like that guy's the winner right there, Joey? Well, you know what I mean? It's like whoever. Music's the same way though. I mean, if you really think about it, people who judge like Rolling Stone, they say the CD's like five stars. When you know to a, another person, that CD's the best fucking CD in the whole entire. Yeah, world. but what you don't know, what you don't have is like you know. The Rolling right. Stones having to, you know, schlep all their gear up to Seattle to just like, you know, compete against every other new band for to be able to put on their resume. I won the well, Seattle band competition amateur, or whatever. If you're yeah, amateur. for a comic though, that does mean something. That's what I'm saying. It really yeah. does. I if mean, you're like you a, at a club and it says on the marquee, you know, Jason T. Ball, winner of the Seattle comedy competition. Yep. Bam, yeah, I know a lot of good people. I mean, uh, that was very like it really helped when Al Magical won the San Francisco comedy competition. Did it really, really launched him into a lot. I mean, very. A good friend of mine, no, he's a good buddy of yours. Yeah. You know, that was very, you know, that launch, you know, because it gets, it matters to industry to I an extent. I worked with uh, Al Magical. We worked together at the Old Cobbs. The Old Cobbs was this tiny In ass San room. It was like 150 seats. It was awesome. Yeah. San Francisco's a great place the to get. The Old gig. Cobbs was the shit, dude. It was like one of the smaller rooms in the country. And it was so good. There was a bigger place that I was working at, and I'd rather work at the small place. It was like so cool. But then it, somehow or another, it caught on fire or some shit, and they, they moved out. Something happened. They moved out, and they moved to... They might have just moved out. I might have made up the fire part. Or the fire part <laughs> might have happened after them. It might have been the new company that took over because it became the green room afterwards. Right. But then they opened up Cobbs, the new Cobbs, which is it's way better because more people can get to see it. And it's a way bigger crowd. But it doesn't have that like personal yeah. kind of like, you know. There's something about being in a room with like 200 people. You know, like when you're in the OR at the comedy store and it's right. packed, it's like maybe 190 or something. What is yep. that seat? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. That's less, like, less than 200. That shit is magic, man. Yep. When you get a tight, packed group of people like that and it's a low ceiling and it's a, a dark and room. everybody's in there and it's oh, like you're man. surrounded. The best is like when you're doing, do you remember how Dublin's used to be? Did you yeah. ever used to do that gig? It was where okay, like, but Dublin's had that bar where always people would be talking. Yeah, you know? but I mean, where, where it was just like a wall of people around mm-hmm. you. That was the best. I used yeah. to love doing Dublin. Yeah, there was a lot of arguments at Dublin's about stealing material. I remember a lot of that. I remember like, like I gotta get the fuck away from here. There's right. a, lot of, a lot of people didn't like working there. And that place of... got closed down for noise ordinance reasons. That's really? Why, yeah, really? that's why all the people, all the houses right up in the hill. No yeah, way. Yeah, that's why they closed that and then wound up having to sell it or something. Wow. Now I don't funny. even know it. Now it's like one of those douchebaggy clubs, like <laughs> nightclub bullshits that are all over the There's place. There's a lot of those, man. 
that is one of the you know as you get older you know the the, the whole club scene like where's the cool club to go to let's right. go to the vip and like that is like one of the douchiest things dude i never time. got into that shit in <laughs> my heyday in my heyday you can't hear shit you can't talk to it's one thing if you a lot of those people i wouldn't even want to talk friends. to right it ain't bad like when, remember when you and me and doug benson and who else was with us eddie and we went to sky bar else? no no no. i'm looking at brian oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we what? went to the had the dance off yeah where was that uh it was in one of the clubs in vegas but who yeah. else was it it was you me i know it was uh one of the comic Doug Benson and Ari was Ari there probably I think it was Ari maybe it was Ari anyway we were it was like six of us and Eddie and, oh it's, and, it's Tripoli Tripoli, Tripoli. Yes, oh, okay. Tripoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Eddie and and Eddie's girlfriend and a, a couple of other people that we knew and we just had a bunch of drinks and we were dancing and being silly and making right. videos with each other and that was fun sure yeah that was fun but it was we were all together right yeah. otherwise you can't you don't you can hear a fucking thing yeah. anybody's saying right I got to take a piss <laughs> yeah I know like, what and you have right. these weirdo conversations where you're talking in the guy's ear directly yeah. and you never know who gets to talk right so you you'll turn right, right, right at the right. wrong time and sometimes uh-huh. you come really close to kissing because you're, like, <laughs> you're so close you're like no 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 i told him it's cool right. he's not mad are you sure dude I'm- oh, oh yeah. shit you almost fucking kissed <laughs> you like you meet in the middle and you're like i mean right, you touch right, noses right. and shit that panic. happens on the ear all the time too you yeah know? yeah you yeah. always accidentally hit the ears exactly yeah. it's like hot those like clubs drinks are-, are like 14 dollars for a you have like four the, drinks oh, it's like 60 bucks smells like shit yeah if you had two drinks your breath smells like shit period because you're drinking poison and your body's producing all these weird acids going what is all this motherfuckers drinking shit how much food do we have in here to sop this shit up right 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 this fucking those clubs are only good if you're if you're on ecstasy in those clubs that's where it's at because you you can't hear you can only see you see you just start yeah those places are built for drugs it wasn't bad because we were super baked right we were super duper right and you're all together it's like you're with all your buddies you're not just like like the worst on the clubs like that is like you and your buddy go to a joint like that trying to pick up on chicks or whatever it's the fucking dude it was it was a nightmare when I was like, you know, in my 20s or early 30s. Like, For, the thought of doing it now, I was like, fuck, I'd that's rather where be that, off. That's where that culture of, of man-hating comes from. It comes sure. from men trying and trying and trying to it's get chest women. chest-beating shit. What's tr- it's also trying to get women and failing. Sure. And trying and failing, trying and failing, and then developing a resentment. Like, my friend used to call girls lesbians. He was really just an unattractive dude, and, he, you know, he right. really had a hard time getting girls, and so he was constantly getting this negative feeling. Right, right, right. Getting, so he developed this and it's because you don't even get to see your personality you don't even nobody's even getting to know anybody you can't right. even talk to each other it's purely like lust animal noise ins- and, and moving yep, to vibrations exactly. and then alcohol for shitty decision making right and then grinding yeah. against your dick so your dick starts getting hard now you all your thinking's out the window right it's purely caveman monkey yeah. shit right yeah. there it's it turns into like just your dna just starts acting up it's the dumbest shit ever but it's did you see that shit that they closed down at LAX? They closed down one of the terminals last night for like a few hours because this woman start like fell down on the ground and they had to call the ambulances and stuff. And like she ate a pot cookie and she uh, really she they, blacked out. Yeah, she blacked out or did something. Or, God, she damn. accidentally ate one or she, no, no, she in, did eat one. And then, these rookies are gonna fuck it up for everybody, I know. man. <laughs> 
And so, uh, but and they, they, they love pumping that up in the media too. Of course they because do. of this, busiest fuck. you know, busiest travel day ever. Though, imagine being waiting in line to go on your plane, and some chick couldn't ha- handle a pot cookie. Is that really true? Yeah, it was on do the news. A, do you have a news story, son? Because I need to on, put this in my act. It was act. on NBC Four Los Angeles. I have a bit. There's a true bit that I'm working on right now that I just what started doing it? recently. About I, d- I took a pot cookie and I got on a plane, but the plane was delayed when we were headed to London. Right. And I was sitting in the in the lobby of the plane in the waiting area. What's that called? What is that called? Uh, tarmac. When you're actually on the plane, no, like waiting the, to get on the plane. Oh, uh, uh, the, the, the gate, the, the fucking sitting at the yeah, gate, sitting right. at the gate, and yeah. CNN is on, yeah. and I'm so baked. I'm I'm so paranoid, <laughs> freaked out, right? thinking about my mortality, thinking about what will the Earth ever explore? What happens if a meteor comes? Would they tell us? I'm looking at fucking UFOs over typical Manhattan Joe Rogan thoughts, right? Dude, but but <laughs> super 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 baked, <laughs> right? Right. To the point where I'm like, whoa. I am way too high to be sitting by myself in in the airport waiting to get to you know right. watching CNN, mm-hmm. you know. But but I got through it and I was fine. But we did it with Ari. I gave Ari a breast strip. Oops, should I say that? I gave Ari allegedly. something allegedly, and uh, he got on the plane and he was like, or no, it wasn't even me. I didn't even give it to him. It was before he got on. That's what it was because. By the time we got on the plane, he told me that at the moment we first got on the plane, before it took off, he was seriously considering running up to them and asking them to let him off the plane. <laughs> he goes, I had to keep it together. Right. I, was I, thinking, can, I can absolutely see it. And, and then I talked to him too. recently, and he's like, oh, I just did it again. I just, I, I was like, wait, you thing? ate? No, no. Like, he ate again before he got on the plane. I'm like, see, to me, that happened to me once on a plane, and I was splashing water in my face, and I thought I was going to die. I went to the bathroom 10 times, and I thought it was going to really have to tell them the same thing like i need to land i think i'm having you know panic attack but uh he's he, he did like two weeks later he just went right back into into the saddle like i'll eat another couple cookies and he freaked out again i don't know if he freaked out or not but he um, the fact that he, he went back to it so quickly though Dude. he went back to almost being arrested federally arrested and making this plane late and you know and all this other i would have got arrested too i'm sure oh yeah i was right with him definitely right. they would check to see who else was on his ticket and go yeah. okay you got something you yeah you come too. on why don't you tell me what happened here i'm yeah. like i don't know i don't right. live with the guy i know the guy showed up blasted he's got an issue <laughs> i know i'd arrest him too if i was you yeah, yeah but uh, i'm with everybody else man when you start fucking eating cookies and making everybody else hold up for two hours because yeah. your funky ass can't take it yeah. right you know you know they have a problem in amsterdam where they're starting to ban edible from coffee shops why telling people because people are fucking eating what they call space cakes they have uh, these, these fucking muffins right. they eat you just disappear man right you just stop being jason right you're, they're you're banning off. it from tourists too now did well, you know that? they're doing it in some places. They're yeah. In some places, they're doing it, but you know. Well, that's a tricky thing about edibles. You just never know mm-hmm. what you're gonna. I did that um, Howard Dover's gig in uh, his like you know you know marijuana show yeah. that he d- did in uh, down at La Jolla Comedy Store. Oh, he does them down there too. He does, yeah. Well, down there is tricky. Yeah, very tricky. Very. San tricky. Diego is very Republican. They they um, forced especially all the La Jolla stores out. Surprisingly, yeah. well, you know why? It's because they've got money. Exactly, they've got of course, money, and they're right course. next to Mexico. Right, you right. Know, you tend to get a little fucking conservative yeah. when that's going on. No shit. So, so they I was have d- a, I was the same thing as they have in L.A. Show. where everybody's smoking. Dude, it was mayhem. It was Ooh. mayhem. So I'm down there and I'm baked as fuck. And uh, I come into like that, you know, that little green room they have. It's like a closet, basically, where right. you can just put your coke or, coat or whatever the fuck. I go in there and I'm stoned as fuck. And uh, this, the, like the whole table's filled with cookies and brownies and all this shit. And I'm super stoned. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Not even thinking that they're edibles. Oh, Not even thinking that they're no. edibles. And dude, I slam a fucking cookie that's like this big. I slam a cookie. How could you not taste it? 
Dude, these the honest to honest to Christ, the most delicious edibles I ever had. It tasted but you just taste like a the peanut butter. At all? Tasted just like a peanut butter cookie. Wow. That's how I thought. That's how I thought that they weren't because I ate it first and I was like, "Hmm, that's not too." You know, it was really peanut buttery tasting. You know what I mean? Right. And so they probably used like the peanut butt, like the weed peanut butter as well as like the fucking they or whatever. Fucked you up, son, dude. And I take a second bite of a second one, and I was already stoned, oh, right? Goodness. And this is before the show. Oh my goodness. You have to do a show? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the oh best part. God. And somebody comes in, and he's like, hey, take it easy. I made all those edibles, man. Oh, no. Take it easy on that. Like, you know, oh, don't no. eat don't eat two. He's like, if I was you, I'd oh, only no. eat a half of a cookie. Wow. I already Terrible. killed a cookie, and like I'm one bite into my second cookie, stoned as fuck off of a fucking joint. And I had that feeling, you know, that feeling where you can feel like the adrenaline, like the blood rush out of your face, like, yeah, oh, I'm fucked. That's a terrible feeling. Dude, I looked Asian for my set. I'm literally just like, Did you know how to sweats. talk when you're up there? Yeah, and I, you know what? I just, because of the crowd itself, like, I just went with fucking, the idea I told you, the story. Yeah, right. Oh, You know what I mean? And perfect. it went over really good. I'm like, the oh, only way out of this. Right. The it's only a weed show, exactly, though. Exactly, dude. The only yeah. way out of this. And I just kept referencing, you know, I t- actually went actually really good because I told the whole story. Uh, you know, and then and then the dude coming in and telling me how the fucking uh, I don't eat half of one of those. And as soon as I'm like, I ate one of the cookies. Everyone in the crowd's like, Oh shit! I had some of the most disconnected sets in my life doing those Howard Dover, Dover shows. Yeah, because everybody would be there with weed. It's and insane. It bro. would be cookies and it's pot, the popcorn. Most, and dude, I, it's oh, the, the most, popcorn. Oh, the yeah, pot, 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 ice cream, pot, Remember ice when cream. Don bro. Barris ate too much pot popcorn, and he was yeah, like, it was like frightened for his life. Yeah, I love I love Barris. I think he's I think Barris is hilarious. He is very hilarious. That shit's very dangerous. The popcorn. Yeah, that stuff is strong. There's nothing worse than too hot. And that's what I was saying about edibles. That's why they're dangerous. Because like, dude, smoking a joint, smoking a bong, anything like that. I can, you know what I mean. I ritualistically, I can kind of control my intake. But I gotta tell you, man, some of my best learning experiences where you get real introspective and break shit down, almost all that shit has come from me eating pot. Yeah, it's because you're tripping. From right? edibles yeah. more so than smoking yeah. it, you mean? You yeah. are tripping. Yeah. I mean, right, that is right, right. Look, when, when I go into the tank, I prefer to eat pot before I go in the tank because it makes it more psychedelic. The, the, the eating pot, when you close your eyes, if you have like a real heavy dose, if you eat like a big cookie or something, I've done this so many right. times on planes, where you close your eyes and you have these mad visions, right. like really nutty. It's always like like the little That's why neon, cartoon-like. Right. It's always like there's always, they're always very colorful right. and moving and constantly changing. It's very, very psychedelic. It's but it's not a totally like different ride. It's yeah. totally different Put in pot. Yeah, yeah, it's different than smoking it. And everybody that eats that shit is just like, oh, I'm just going to get kind of baked right yeah. now. No, dude, no, this is a fucking ain't. buckle your seatbelt kind of yeah. shit a lot of times. This is going to you know? change your life, homie. Yeah, this is a, you know, this turn the no TV joke. off and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This is Kick dark. it. Kick you it. by yourself in a dark room in right. silent darkness. Right. Trying to figure out your life. Totally different freaking high. out. You, you are going to be freaking out about everything you've ever done ever. And like, fuck, what's wrong with me? Right. Fuck, I got to get my shit together. Right. Dude, Why do I still work at my job? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's always people's first one. That's the gate into there is I hate my job. And then mm-hmm. it's just like. Tom Segura and I, when we went to Detroit, I gave him an edible right before we got on the plane. Oh, no. And he broke his whole life down on the flight. Four Did hour he really? flight. He landed. He goes, dude, I just figured out a lot of shit about my life. Really? Right. You know, I've done that so many times. Eddie Bravo's done that so many did times. Did he do it in your ear or did he do it to himself oh, and then mention it? Oh, he told it? me. No, he told right, me. Right, yeah. right, right. He said, dude, I really went through some shit on that flight. 
He of goes, course, the next day though, was, I I really broke it down on my unicorn in my past life. You know, like like he no. probably <laughs> shit, shit. <No>. <laughs> Brian <laughs> unicorn silly goose. What, what, what I mean, like, does he believe in that breaking down now? Would be interesting to talk no, to him now to be like, does. oh, I was thinking it's crazy shit. No, know. it was really objective what he was saying. It was just talking about his diet and his work ethic and a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. It was really like it was obviously things that were bothering him that he hadn't been addressing. Right. I mean, there's some drugs that make it bad, you know, like there are the bad, there's drugs that actually like, you know, pot, all those different ones have a functionality and then there's the ones yeah. that make it bad for everything. It's yes. like the rotten apple. It's like, yeah. no one's ever, 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 I guarantee it, smoked a joint and robbed a bank. Or done well, any sure bullshit, like, well, you know what I mean? That's crazy. I'm, that's I'm not saying I would, that'd be, be the first thing I did before I robbed the bank. I'm being high, gangsters. But I'm saying not from fucking. Well, I you think know, calling they, all putting all drugs under the name everything that affects your mind under the name drugs is just as ridiculous as one guy getting him in an argument with one chick and that guy saying, "Well, he hates all women." Right, right. I got you. You know what I'm saying? It's totally, like, bro. Drugs totally. are they, they vary in their effects so much. The spectrum is so broad. From you know, I mean everything. Thing is considered a drug. Like when you go to um, to Saudi Arabia, or if you go to uh, Dubai, right. you know I know people that were arrested for having melatonin. How about that? Right. Melatonin, which is a naturally occurring substance that helps you sleep, sleep right. natural su- supplement that you buy at the store. People get arrested in Dubai if you have fucking melatonin. Can you make it into another drug? It's like one of those, like you know, no, like, it's nothing. No, it's just no, fucking. No, I mean it's it's related to a lot of psychedelic compounds chemically, but it's not. I mean, all it does is help you sleep, and That's you know rare. you can get arrested for that shit, man. It's illegal. You can't have it. You know, so there's, and that is such a mild and innocuous, you know, quote unquote drug or right. or psychoactive herb. I mean, whatever you think. I mean, if it calms you down, I guess it's got to be considered something, right? It's got to yeah. be psychoactive. But I mean, it's 100. I mean, I guess I'm talking about the United States. Yeah, 100 I mean, percent legal. You can get that shit at between over the counter. The, the variation between that though and oxycontins is right. through the roof. Right? Like, how are these two fucking things in the same category? And they shouldn't be. Yeah, or Valium, Valium's a killer, man. When I love that, that shit. Fucking Rush Limbaugh thing was going on how great was that by the way i loved it i loved it it's like well 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 pot calling the kettle black look at you mr 100 pills a day always the case as a comic don't you feel like that that's when you just you wake up and you see that in the news and you're like thank you so much remember when that one evangelist that was like so against gays yeah Yeah. bro and then it comes out he's just sucking tranny dicks yeah. and all that oh, shit everything, man. he's drinking yeah. out of god's straw it's the best you want bro. a coconut i'd juice? love one dude you know as a fan of the podcast you always hear about this coconut coconut juice, juice is the shit it's really good for you it's an isotonic beverage my friend a natural one this is a new company i'm trying these out they were at the uh, local vegan store right on. cheers cheers oh it's delicious Ooh, this is just as good. Yeah, thank that tastes you. good for you. That's thank that's you. good exactly yeah thank you baby jesus i was hoping right because the other ones are from thailand and I was like, these Thai motherfuckers might have the real shit. You know, this one's from Buena Park. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> It's a world of difference. I mean, that ain't the same, son. <laughs> it's those you Buena know? Park coconuts I are was, so fresh. It's hard to get them from Thailand because it's so awesome in Thailand. It's good, though. It's so beautiful. They don't want to work all day. It's fucking gorgeous rainforest. They're busy doing Muay Thai and checking out dudes with dressed up with fucking dresses on. Right. That's cool. So where'd you get this at? Just a Thai place? Just a regular uh, health food store near me. It's, yeah, a, it's called you, Follow sure. Your Heart. Amy and Brian, yeah. coconut juice. It's the shit, son. Coconut juice is so good for you. It's just, this is going to sound crazy, but it's true that on battlefields, they've used it as transfusions. When people have lost blood, really? they, they've given them IVs of coconut juice to replenish their blood. No way. Yes. 
It doesn't seem like that would work. Yeah, that sounds insane. <laughs> Did but you read that on the internet? No, it says it on the on oh. the can. Oh, weird. I've re- I haven't read it on the internet. Probably is more. Well, they can't put it on the can. There's no way somebody would call you on that shit. Right. It must be true. Yeah. Um. So speaking of sciencey shit, when we're talking about uh like um things that we're interested in, there's two things that I wanted to to talk about. One before we get going, because we've been doing this how long? Uh, hour hour thirty five. Okay. Well, this Richard Dawkins thing is fucking awesome. Richard Dawkins is reading his hate mail in front of a fire. Oh, right, right. Now, you know, there's always you're always going to get haters, and I, I mean, I think right. I don't read my hate mail. I, I see like that someone's saying something douchey, I just delete them. Or on Twitter, I read like two words, I know where they're going with it. When you they, they when you first started me. getting hate mail, were were you kind of like, oh shit, I'm getting hate mail? You yeah, it's I mean? a little like, weird, but now it doesn't even affect me anymore. Right, right, it right. It used to like it used to actually affect me. I'd be like, wow, this is douchey, man. What the fuck? But now I look at it, and I'm like, whatever. Right, whatever. right, right. You just, you, I just know who you are now. Now right. I understand. I think all that shit, I think any contact you have with, with human beings, you learn more about the broad spectrum of human behavior. And you know when people are douchey to you, it just lets you know that those douchey people are out there, and then they, you become immune to them. It's like getting right. bit by rattlesnakes a bunch of times. Right, right, right. You know, after a while, you can get bit by them, and nothing happens. You know? Right, totally. But the first time they bite you, you're fucked. You're fucked. It's really right. Yeah, thing. right, right, right. It's like when you first get shit on on the internet, like people become famous like out of nowhere. Oh, like this Antoine Dodson thing. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Um, we were in Detroit, and the guy from that video, you know, you know, yeah, you don't yeah. have to come. They're raping we're everybody up in here. We're going to find right. you. Right. Yeah. They made that song about him, the autotune song, and the, the right. song was really fucking good. The song we talked about on the podcast, the song becomes huge. Got a lot of money. This guy is a fucking celebrity now, man. Yeah. We were in Detroit. This guy was in the front row of the weigh-ins, and I'm I'm introducing fighters, and I'm looking down. I'm like, God damn it, that's Antoine Dodson. Right. Like, wow. I can't even believe this. Right. Like, this is so strange. And then it turns out that Dana White fucking brought the guy there. I was just going to ask how yeah. he, yeah, okay. Dana brought the guy there, hooked him up, got him tickets, and brought him around to everyone, like wow. all the all the ring card girls and all the different fighters and everything, and everyone loves this guy. Everyone is like shaking hands with this guy, taking pictures with this guy. I'm like, right. whoa. I'm That's like, awesome. this is this is fucking crazy, man. He right. has to do that all the time, just find somebody, these internet this, guys. <laughs> like in every city you go to. Like, working for a guy like Dana is so fun. Right. Yeah. Because nothing. He's a badass, right? Like, he's a great I've never guy. met him, but he's seems like, so a, like he's a great, great guy. guy. Yeah, he's seems a like great it. guy and totally he's obsessed like with, with making the, the sport bigger and huger and he, Hell just, of a job. he does a lot of nutty shit. And Has like he got a double rainbow in. guy yet? No. That's who you should get because that guy's no, actually an he, MMA guy, He right? missed the boat on Double Rainbow yeah, that, guy. Yeah, and that. by the way, Double Rainbow guy never got as big as Antoine Dodson because he didn't True. have a fucking... Well, didn't he have, did a have a song. Yeah. He did. They oh, made a Double they? Rainbow they made song. many songs. Was the Double Rainbow song any yeah. good? Yeah, it was really good. Did we play it? Yeah, we played it. Yeah, it was good, but that fucking rape song, the you know, the hide right. your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, that's just, that's just a jam, dude. Right, it's it's, like, it is. Like my the, when I uh, my girlfriend was like, "Have you heard this song?" She's like, "I can't get it out of my fucking head." Yeah, and like play and played it, and I'm like, "Don't just don't do it to me." You know, when people stick shit in your fucking head. Oh yeah, couldn't man. get it out of my head for of like course. a week. It's amazing that music can do that. I've, uh, I've got this whole bit on that that I'm working on. Do you want to listen to this Richard Dawkins? Yes. And this what is... Well, anyway, 
segueing back, segueing right, back. I, you know, I don't like reading hate mail. It's like I know what you're saying. Like I don't, I don't need to hear it. I don't need to. It's one thing if there's a criticism, if someone's like reasonable and rational and they have something to say. Like you can learn from them, but you can you only learn so much from people doing douchey shit. So I don't invite it. Like you can invite it. Like you like I remember Menstelia used to have a thing on his uh, website. He yeah. had uh, uh, love mail and hate mail. You could send him hate mail, but it was so overwhelming. That's a scale. I'd like to see how that tipping of that scale. <laughs> right. He got beaten down by the fucking I tsunami bet, of shit I mail, bet. of death Shutting threats. Shutting the site down and yeah. shit. Yeah, and so uh, he had to abandon that shit. He had to abandon all, all ideas of that. But um, the idea is that you don't want to give someone the green light to go and be a douche. You know, oh yeah, no. There's so many people it. that are on the fence. That's what, <laughs> right, right, right. That's what kind of sucks about editing heckler videos. When we used yeah, to do a lot of heckler right, videos, right. and then is that it opens Pandora's box because yeah. they want a video yeah. made for them? Like, and me shit. and Joe had like maybe yeah. ten more heckler videos since the, yeah. our last one that we could have done, but it then we're like, eh, let's just not do that. It's just just drunk it. idiots. It's yeah. just people looking for their attention. I love that one video that you guys had when it was outside the comedy store and you did the OR or whatever when you were doing like Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. That one chick that was like, Joe Rogan, you're fat. Remember uh, that one? Yeah. And you're like, bitch, and you lift up your shirt. It's like a 50 pack. He's got like a 50 pack. And she's that like, well. That was weird, man. That, yeah. that was weird. Right. That didn't even make sense. I, I know. Was like, what? I guess it was because I had puffy clothes on. I had like a sweatshirt on. Yeah. I don't think that you did, though, because I was there that I remember being well, like. I, I had layers. I oh, definitely okay. had layers. Right, right, right. Because I, I remember I had a wool, a knit hat on. Right. So yeah. it must have been cold. Yeah, yeah it's probably like this if time you, of year. If you guys want to see it. I was hoping she was going to hurt my feelings, man. Yeah. It's called Joe Rogan Fat, so if you Google it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's still out there. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a funny one. Google that, girl that one. Was it's funny. So mean, and they were such dumb. Because she had cunts. said like a bunch of different shit, and you were just shooting her down, shooting yeah. her down, shooting her down, and then well, she's it was like, well, "One of the girls' birthday. You're fat. It's her birthday. It's her oh, one birthday. of those. It's always somebody's birthday. And she, they wouldn't shut the fuck up. They sat in the front row, and they disrupted every comic, and people kept yeah. yelling and screaming. And then after I got off stage, they came up to me like they wanted to take pictures. Like we're it's all always friends. that's always the one. I was like, you were the guys who wouldn't shut the fuck up, man. You guys ruined the whole show. Oh come on, don't be an asshole. Yeah, right. Don't be an asshole. Look, I'm just. A I was comedian. trying to help you. Yeah, she goes, you're fat. You're, you're fat. fat. She's like puffing her cheeks out. Like, right. She goes, you're fat. That was so gay. It was bizarre. It was yeah. like it was like you, you know. She's like, you're Chinese. You know, like you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a refrigerator. Right. It's like it didn't make any sense. You know, you want to call me short? I'm short. You would be correct. But right, I, right. But I know that. You can't hurt my feelings with that, you dumb cunt. Right. Dumb cunt. Dumb cuntosaurus. Cunt. So anyway, stupid I don't cunt. think... And back to the the whole idea of hecklers. I don't you know, you, given given people the opportunity saying, hey, you know, come send me some hate mail. They'll take you know, it. They're gonna take it. There's 100%. a lot of people on the fence that are just gonna. And then they'll even say, I didn't even really mean that. I just wanted to get your attention. <laughs> the funny thing is, if you're like, hey, everybody, please send me some uh, positive feedback from my yes. stand up. Nothing. <laughs> people have no intention of fucking doing that. Might hey wanna... man, feel free to heckle me. It's just raining Facebook posts and messages <laughs> on you. you no matter who you are, joke, son. No, I'm just saying, no matter who you are, it's just like people will fucking. Yeah, well, that is true. But, you know, you get a lot. I get most most of my interaction online, literally, the majority, maybe 90-plus percent, is all positive. Oh, of course. It's right. a small amount of douchey people, and it's very satisfying in that respect. You know, and my crowds, too. I mean, dude, I have, like, the best crowds. Like, I, I everywhere I go, I'm always honored by how nice everybody is and cool, and people come out yeah, and just have a, have a good time. Yeah, you have a pretty badass fan base. Your They're fan fucking base, yeah. nice people, man. Uh -huh. They're nice, cool people. You put that out there, and that's what the kind of people that respond. Right. And you're always going to have a few idiots. Sure. But, in the, but considering what I do, considering that I do fucking cage UF fighting yeah, commentary. Absolutely. That I used to do the UFC. Yeah. I mean, God. If I, you're a gambling man, you would think that you're, you're a fucking. It, it should be 
do in the parking lot in the parking lot with like both hooks yeah. in taking you know what I mean dude it should be all everyone with tribal tattoos neck tattoos no yeah it should you, be everyone has foil on their shirt with Japanese writing yeah 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 <laughs> and you know even the, those people that show up they're nice too man dude yeah they're just they just you know who do you think has the douchiest crowds Richard Dawkins. <laughs> what? Richard Dawkins. He doesn't have crowds, bro. He's not a comedian. As a comic who has a douchiest crowd. Oh boy, you, D- man. Dane Cook's pro- who's the guy with a pop? Those are girls, Jeff though. Dunham's got to have a douchey crowd. Well, Jeff Dunham, you know, won't make fun of Christians. He makes fun of everything because he, but he won't make fun of Christians because yeah, because that's his, his fucking crowd audience. Wouldn't go for that. Yeah, dude, that's Whoa. who buys his fucking puppet T-shirts and oh, shit. Well, I guess you know when you're making that kind of cash, though, that guy's like roping him in all over the world. Like not top, probably top, not top ten grossing com. I saw a thing in like People or some magazine thing. He was top ten grossing comics. Yeah, he's in the making States. mad loot, and he's all squeaky clean, and it's all like weird, thinly veiled racism and shit. You know, it's all like yeah. anti Arab shit. And, it's yeah. like the funny thing about him is, dude. Like as a ventriloquist, he's not even a, like his mouth moves as much as my fucking mouth is moving right yeah. now. Like it's like this. She's just like fuck get, it. I'm man. just gonna let the puppet. Fu- I don't even care. I'm not gonna try to trick anybody. There's shit I don't get, and I'm not hating. You know, I don't get it. There's a lot of music I don't get. There's a lot of comedy I don't get. Yeah, man, each to each his own, man. Yeah, if you have your audience, I don't know who Obviously else would have a douchey audience. Who else? Menstilia is a terrible audience. Yeah, so yeah, of his course. Audience, definitely, they might be the worst. Mm-hmm. Right, they're probably the worst. They're poor fucks. They're just sad. Yeah, they're clinging to embers. Yeah, there's like, there's like, yeah, totally. And I don't know. I mean, it's funny to me, like you know, because everybody busts his balls for stealing Stan jokes Hopes and all has he has the most psychos he's incredible dude you know he is like <laughs> we were talking about him the other day he is to stand up comedy what like the Grateful Dead were to music back. like he has a real following like oh, yeah. people travel to follow him mm-hmm. and it's like you know people don't really know the industry quote unquote they don't know what to fucking do with this they right. want to do something with him but they yeah. don't know what he to do with fuck. it and he doesn't give a fuck well, he's doing it that's counterculture right yes, there that's that is what it really is yeah. bro that's Stanhope's alternative right. fucking comedy yeah. is Doug Stanhope I totally agree check out Doug Stanhope's comedy if you guys don't know who we're talking about I can't believe you wouldn't but yeah if you haven't heard well, there's a lot of people that are just getting into this podcast now. Sure, of course. And there's a lot of shit that we talk about. I mean, like things like, you know, that, that it should be like common That's real knowledge. alternative stand-up, yeah. I think. I think that's the way that shit yeah. goes, where it's like, fuck competitions, fuck yeah. fucking, you know, festivals. He's like really, most of it is even fuck comedy clubs. He's not even hardly doing it. Absolutely, yeah. He does a few every now and then, but it's really now because he's gotten such a draw and people are so aware of it that he can kind of call the shots now. Right. They know like, hey, Stanhope's going to be in town. You can either have, you know... 50 people in your crowd on Thursday night or you can have 300 it'll be selling out in advance yep. you know but you know he's he doesn't want to hear any of your bullshit and right. he does it all through the internet and his relationships that he has at radio stations and stuff that like being that. said he's got some psychotic c- crowds you know what I mean it's yeah. like his crowds know. are the most drunk they're the craziest right for obvious reasons yeah, I've, I've met a couple guys two now that have Doug Stanhope tattoos that's so crazy Amazing. one guy had sicko Tattooed on his arm, like right. in the same way as uh, the uh, the title of one of Doug's CDs. CDs, oh, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's that's strong. That, <laughs> but that guy, that that guy's a real stand up. Like, if you yes. want to talk about like this, He's that's great. not industry bullshit. Yeah. He's not trying to get you know, on a fucking sitcom. That dude great. wants to do stand up. Yeah, and what he does is awesome. And he's, he's a, great. I've and he's not somebody. trying to be anything that he's not. He's really just trying to figure things out and make them yeah. funny and talk about it on stage. And a fucking great guy. Too, yeah, the, the best, the best. What yeah. about Ralphie May's audience? I don't know. Hungriest Never. audience. The hungriest audience. <laughs> that that would be a weird audience. I, I've never even been to like a real Ralphie May 
Comments. Well, what's weird is there's certain people that have audiences that's entirely ethnic and they're gigantic. Like Maz Jobrani has right. a huge audience, right, right, now. right, yeah. and it's all like Persian people. There's yeah. a lot of white people too that like him, but I mean that the, the he's a huge star in the Persian community. Sure, you know, like diplomats from Iran will go to see Maz Jobrani wow. perform comedy. Yeah, like he's like the shit in that community. There's no one even close. They just you know? shot this thing for Directv that Maz was in. That's it's a it's the first stand up comedy show they shot at the Laugh Factory that's in 3D. Whoa! And like you can wear like 3D glasses. It's like for those new 3D televisions. Like I guess Directv, if you have Directv, they're doing their own like 3D channel. Yeah, dude, they're and, doing 3D and, games, yeah. right? Yeah, Call of Duty. Dude, 3D games and 3D laptops now. They yeah. have 3D laptops. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, I don't is know. it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, laptops are for portable use. So what are you gonna be taking your 3D games to the airport and stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Some uh, people who travel, they travel with those fucking Alienware things. Yeah. Dudes who are really hardcore. Yeah, I ran into some chick the other day at the coffee shop. She had one of those Alienware things. What? You know, what's an Alienware? Thing? Alienware is like a company that makes gaming computers. They make high end oh. PCs with like okay. serious graphics yeah, for cards. The fucking, and, yeah, for and, the people that never see the sun. Yeah, and this right. fucking gaming computer this chick had was like old school thick. It was like phone book thick. It was right, thick right, as right, fuck. right. Had a and crank her, on the side of it. Yeah, and her power thing, the thing that's on the cable, you know, the brick. What is that called? The brick that's the, part yeah, of the power the cable. What yeah. is that brick part the called? Brick. That's the what brick. It's called. Is that what okay. it's called? Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> right, Good well, guess, Joe. Her brick was f- like I have a, a Mac laptop. Right. Hers was. At least four, if not five times bigger than mine. It was giant. But I bet she has 20 USB ports where mine's only rocking two. You know, that's so annoying. That's one good thing about those big ass laptops is they have everything you want. You know, it has Blu ray, they have everything. And there's there's certain things you can't get if you have uh, a Mac. Like if you have Blu ray discs, you can't play them. Right. They just just don't play. I understand that though, but I don't really. I don't really. I I think that's stupid. I think if it's available, it should be an option. I think it should be an option for anybody selling computers. If you have that shit, and it's a big part of your home. And especially if you claim to be the best. I yeah. mean, Macs for the most part are the. I mean, yeah. I'm a Mac guy. But. I understand that they don't want to accept that Sony came up with the standard, you know, and that that's Sony some ego it. shit. That yeah, that's, it is yeah, some right, ego right, shit. Right, right. Blu-rays are popular as fuck. Everybody well, has I, right, right. I think stop being cunts. Yeah. Well, I think the, the whole point is that that we're moving to just straight digital media. Like this is going to be a quick run for this Blu-ray. And especially when Apple is the number one selling. How quick? It's been a few years. That's in technological terms. That's yep. a lifetime. But that's like stabbing yeah. Apple in the back because instead of get, you know, if you don't have a Blu-ray player, you know, you're not going to use Blu-rays on your laptop. So instead, you're going to be using iTunes and downloading Kick-Ass for three dollars off of iTunes. You know, and so yeah. It's but like, what, if, what if you don't have a home stereo that's or a home theater system that's connected to a computer? Yeah, there's a lot of people. That's I think no, you're the probably majority. using a DVD then because I mean the resolution for your screen doesn't matter anyway. But it does if you have Blu-ray. If you have a Blu-ray and you have a big screen. No, no, I'm saying it for your laptop. If you know. You know. Okay, but I, what I'm saying is that if a dude has a Blu-ray and he has a Blu-ray uh, DVD player and he watches it on his big screen and he buys a Blu-ray disc and he wants to watch the rest of it on his flight to fucking New Jersey, oh, yeah. he should be able to stick that shit in yeah. his laptop. Well, that's why a lot of them that's come ridiculous. with like a digital. The version. yeah, the yeah. version that's if not. If you get the Blu-ray, yeah, a lot uh, of them don't. I would say at least half of them don't. Yeah, they, that's true. They used to all have it, right? Is uh, I, I actually was under the impression that they they used to not and now yeah, they're starting to split right. it well, up. Yeah. Amazon even for that it. exact reason that you're talking about is that, right. like, that people are being like that sucks because I can only and, watch it on and, my one fucking right. TV in my basement and I can't watch right. it upstairs. And Amazon just started this thing where it's like you uh, buy the movie from Amazon and you can immediately watch it on on your computer. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, that's so, smart. Yeah, I, it is a, I do it. agree with you, though. It is a pit stop. Eventually, all media will be just coming and through the air. It's a short pit stop. It's yeah. a, it, that's, what, that's what Apple's, I guess, looking at it as. It's like it's not – it's, it's going to add $100 to your laptop. Is it worth it for something that we're going to take out in like two years probably? <sighs> Three years probably. 3D games on your fucking laptop. Dude, just technology now. Is, I mean, just like, look at this fucking room for the... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how f- phones and you, are... And you can't get Blu-ray players. Dude, 10 years ago. Okay. Imagine an iPhone. If I would have told you about an iPhone 10 years ago, you'd be like, get the fuck out of yeah, here, like Tebow. You're not Exactly. Yeah. You're fucking crazy. Yeah, right. You can do all that on When did you get big. your first cell phone? Um, I got my first cell phone in, uh, I want to say, 94-ish? Mm. 93-ish? 93. I early nineties. I had early one 90s. way early. Early. I had a car phone way back in nineteen eighty eight. You had that big ass one with the it was actually box. connected to the car. I couldn't yeah. even go anywhere with it, but it's the same thing. Sure. And then I had uh, a real phone. I didn't get until I moved to New York or to L.A. rather. So I was like probably the same, like ninety four. Right. Yeah. Br- big ass brick. Yeah. Those Motorola black. flip things. What were those things called? The really bitching uh, Motorola ones. StarTex. Remember that? You're Motorola not talking about the one. You're not the one that had like the briefcase one. No, you're no, talking no, about like so a real just fucking a fat one. Oh yeah, it was on Motorola. It yeah, like yeah. A Star Trek. Uh huh. Sure. They would call it StarTex. Yeah, it yeah. had the bottom that flipped out, but yeah. it was only just for your voice. It didn't have anything yeah. else on there. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that was Motorola. The motors, they, I mean, you had the, the cord you could off. pull out. You know yes. what I mean? It would push in. I remember. Yeah, that one. remember that antennas. A lot of them. Dude, antennas. You'd have to put them on your car for shit. Yeah, what is going on with this Apple antenna, Brian? Have they figured that thing out where you, if you hold the phone a certain way, you don't get any signal? Is that all bullshit? It, I don't think it bothers anyone. I've heard that, that it was bullshit, bullshit, and I heard that it wasn't. I also heard I mean, that it was. it's on the side a, that if you're yeah. left-handed, you it covers it. Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's death to lefties. Yeah, so, yeah. and I'm left-handed, lefties which is why with I was no like, cases, oh, shit. You know. Can you imagine if you were left-handed and you grew up back when people would burn people for being left-handed? Yeah, I am yeah. actually left-handed. Yeah, and there was uh, times where people, were they would correct sure. people, and yeah, if they, they didn't correct them, they didn't trust them, they wanted to kill them. Yeah. What? That they were witches because they're left-handed. Whoa. Dude, that just goes to show you, people are dumb as fuck and always have been, and they'll find yeah. any group to be a part people of. People fear people being different. People, f- yeah. And that's always the case, yep. man. It's, it's totally always the true. case. That's that's what racism is about. That's what sex is. You know, sexism, it, it, all this homophobia is just like, man, that guy's not like me. Let's kill him. Anybody with me? Who's in? There's a little of that, you know? but they're also fearing what they're afraid of seeing in themselves. Absolutely. You know? 100. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. I think totally. 90% of the people that are gay bashing probably just fighting off some internal need to suck some cock. Yep. You know? Or the fear <laughs> of the, or, or, even if, even if it's before, it's more upstream than that. They're afraid that it's contagious and it might get on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, man, if he's gay, what's next? Me? Get me the fuck. It's you know a fascinating I mean? discussion when you have with people when you talk about gay being a choice or not being a choice. I, what's your thought on it? Because I actually, actually I, I don't think... I it's think it's tr- both. I think it is absolutely both. It's yeah. both. You know, I think there are I certain think people there are people that, that are born with it and there are people that choose to do it. You know, there was a Roman study, a stu- stu- Roman, not Roman back in Roman times, but right. Rome, in Italy. Rome, right. They did a study where they concluded that there's a very, it's very likely that homosexuality comes from a variation of the X chromosome and that it's inherited from over-sexual women and that over-sexual women, that it may actually be some sort of a variation that was designed to make sure that they get pregnant and ensure their survival back right. in tough times. Right. So they sure, had sure, to be sure. like really slutty and not just really slutty, but slutty with a bunch of different men. And what they found out is that, that women who are promiscuous are much more likely in this study, at least to produce homosexual children. Hmm. And that when they looked at homosexual children, a, a, a 
a, a statistical majority. Like you could look at it on paper and go, "Wow, this is these women have you know, they're whores." That's that's fucking fascinating. It's interesting. It makes sense. I mean, absolutely a lot of makes a lot why, of sense. Why women want to fuck men? A lot of why that. why some girls are just freaks. There's some girls that just will fuck everybody. Yeah, and they're like that from from the jump. Yeah, totally. There was a girl that I dated when I was in high school, and this bitch will fuck anyone. Anyone. Right. She fucked everyone. She was crazy. Right, yeah. yeah. I think you didn't nuts. even have bits about it. Yeah, or no, you did that sex stage. show that I did yeah. with Ari. That, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally true story. That. Yeah. I came home. This chick was so crazy. I came home one day. There was this uh, other dude that my sister used to hang out with. And I was, I was like, I'm not, wasn't sure if we were still dating anymore. It was one of those things we'd get in arguments. We never were really going steady. Now this is who you, didn't you, this, this who you lost your virginity to? No. Was, no oh, okay, no, okay. This no, is later. This is a different one. Okay. And so this girl was so crazy that she was getting fingered in the front seat of a car in front of my house at like four o'clock in the morning. I had to get up because I had a newspaper route. I used to deliver newspapers. Right. I had a van and everything and I would go and deliver the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald and on Sunday I had to get up wicked early. I had to get yeah. up at four wicked. o'clock in the morning. Wicked. Way to, way to <laughs> represent, y'all. Way to represent. represent. Yeah. With wicked early. So it was like four o'clock in the morning. I had to get up and uh, I I get out of my house. I'm fucking waking up. I'm so tired, right? I'm thinking, man, Dunkin' Donuts isn't even open yet, right? And right. I gotta go to work. So I, I get in my truck and as I'm walking towards my truck, I see that this kid, I forget his name, he's parked right behind me on my street, right in at four front in the morning, of my at house. five in the morning. Or some and shit. he's his hands going like this. He's fingering her and he's he's like making out with her. And so I stand in front of the car watching this, and they're totally oblivious that anyone's in front of them. And they're like drunk. They probably drove drunk. Yeah, right. And he's fingering her, and she's in the front seat, and she's like, ah, ah, ah. And then I slam my hand on the hood of the car. And I look at the both of them, and I go, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. And that's all I said. Right. And then I got in my car, and I drove away. I and that was like, box, so at wow. that, like right before you walked out of, of your house or apartment or whatever at that point in time, you're like, I don't, I'm not sure this if this house. is my girlfriend. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if this is my girlfriend or not. I'm not sure where we she stand. She was so crazy. It was just a girl. I mean, it, she was never my girlfriend. Right, right, right. It was like, and she, you know, we had like a thing where I, I, she wanted to be my girlfriend and I didn't want her to be, I wanted another girl to be my girlfriend. Right. So I said no. And then I asked her, do you want to be my girlfriend later? And she was no, because you said no the first time. So I was like, all right, right. whatever. And this right. shit went on for like a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All just, the while you're banging her. Yeah, always. You could, she, she would bang you after a date with another dude. She, this bitch was crazy. Right, right, right. She just, Never would say no. She's just, Facebook friends with her now. No, I don't want to be. It's crazy. <laughs> she would just she would just Are you bang Facebook anybody. I with her? used to talk about it like her her with dick was like a kitten with a ball of yarn. You couldn't even drag a ball of yarn in front of a kitten. They're gonna dive on that. Right, right, That's right, like right, her right, with dick. right. Everyone wow. who tried to fuck this girl fucked her, and she was really pretty. I, I want to see right. what she looks like now. She was probably. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say. I'm trying to be a positive person. Yeah, no more hate. She probably mail. looks exactly like Richard Dawkins. <laughs> Why don't you play that shit? Play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this. What it, this is is Richard Dawkins sitting in front of a fire and he's reading hate mail. What's the name on the uh, the Twitter or the uh, the YouTube video? Uh, Richard Dawkins reads hate mail. Okay, hate and, emails. And he's sitting in front of a fire with his feet propped up on his laptop with a big smile on his face and he's reading this shit and all these fucking. Knuckleheads. Richard, Richard Dawkins is a very famous atheist and an intellectual. You do not believe in the existence of God, but you believe in aliens. But the very existence of your animosity, hatred, and mockery towards him proves your hypocrisy. I suggest that you find the longest crowbar you can find to pull your head out of your behind. <laughs> if there is no order in evolution, 
How were you born with your head on your shoulders? <laughs> they get it. <laughs> no, I meant they get oh, okay. it. The, the image. <laughs> You're so smart in your own eyes, you can't comprehend simple Bible passages and misconstrue them for your own bullshit dogma. <laughs> I read your book about the Bible. It is totally sucks ass. One-sided <laughs> <laughs> propaganda. Your theory sucks. <laughs> You are not as wise as you think you are. You hypocrites want to condemn anybody for making mistakes or believing different from your bullshit, retard, atheism <laughs> dogma. <laughs> Hawking's books are fucking stupid bullshit. There is a shot of the fire. In your life, then what is the point of your life? Pointless. When you die, that's it. Game over. How pointless is that? I really feel sorry for you all. But it's not too late to turn to God. There's a lot of people listening going, yeah. from God to you. Right. Dear atheist, this is what God says about you. You are a fool. <laughs> you are a fool. That's four words. And I also like how they speak for this God. from somebody called Anne Coulter. No way. I defy any of my co-religionists to tell me they do not laugh at the idea of Dawkins burning in hell. I always love that. You suck. Mm. Go burn in hell. Satan will enjoy torturing you. What happened? Mum didn't pay enough attention to you, so you decided to rebel. I hope for your own sake you see your grave mistake and repent. God dwells among as every day. You are the spawn of evil. Christian living for God. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I hope you die slowly and you fucking burn in hell. You damn blasphemy. Right now you are rotting on the inside. But you must know that there is indeed a God, a great God. And he will forgive you if you regret from your fucking behavior. <laughs> you should realize that your entire life has been a delusion. And that right now your destiny is all fucked up. <laughs> Our God is a loving God. But if you keep peddling this kind of filth, then I pity you when Jesus returns. <laughs> I hate your fucking guts. Sincerely. Ha ha, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> I hope you get hit by a church van tonight and you die slowly. Such loving people. <sighs> wow. Okay. That's... Can you imagine being that dude? Thank you for joining well, dude, me. It's guys like that that get uh, get their lives threatened. I mean, those. You well, know, you know he what? He could be a marked man. If you know he was I mean? talking about Islam, he'd probably already be dead. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Those, I mean, religious fanatics are the scariest fucking people in the world to me. <sighs> Poor fuck. By the way, if you're listening Speaking to this logically. and you're a religious fanatic, my name's Ari Shafir. <laughs> yeah, and my phone number is. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> you remember when we used to give out his phone number on stage? Yeah. Duncan actually had it on websites and everything yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah, we would say after show, and if you enjoyed uh, Ari, his his phone number is blah, right. blah, 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 blah. People would write that down, and his phone would be ringing all night. Didn't that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Who yeah totally. Who did that on stage with him? Duncan, I thought. Was it Duncan? Yeah. It was, right? Sounds like Duncan. It's yeah. right up Duncan, right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan is so fucking crazy. Those two used to play like elaborate. They used to break into each other's house. Like Duncan pissed in a <laughs> pissed in a glass. Broken uh, when they were neighbors. Duncan broke into Ari's place and pissed in a glass and put it in his refrigerator. Oh my god! 
So like Ari opens his refrigerator and he's like, what the, you know what I mean? They used to steal each other's mail. They used to do all kinds of terrible shit to each other. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, before we leave, there's another thing that I want to talk about that's pretty fucking crazy. And I think you'd get into this because you're, uh, you're in a weird shit. Yeah. Okay, this is phys... Sh- Brian, god damn it. Physicists from the University of Bonn, I don't know where that is, have developed... I think it's Germany. Is it? Yeah. Yes, it is Germany. Thank you very much. They've developed a completely new source of light. A so-called Bose-Einstein condensate consisting of photons. Until recently, now whatever the fuck this means, experts had thought that this was impossible, and this method may potentially be suitable for designing novel light sources resembling lasers that will work in the X-ray range. Right. Among other applications, they might allow building more powerful computer chips, and these scientists are reporting their discovery in the upcoming issue of uh, the journal Nature. So these motherfuckers have figured out a new form of light, a new source of light. That's cool. There's never, they're never going to run out of discoveries. Oh, no. I don't Never. I, no, until they More, find the one that just kills all of mankind. That's yeah. the only way that ends. There's, a I mean, collider. Is there, well, you think that's it? Is there, I it mean, like how it. many layers does this fucking onion have? I mean, is there a, a core? Do they keep inventing shit until they come I think the out? core is time travel, or the core is you know, once yeah. it all becomes interlinked, and once, you know, I think the core of it is it's just like a, an understanding of the universe, like, and how it relates to itself. That time travel theme comes up here on the show a lot. I, I know, can imagine. We've had a lot of us that are, that are, you know, the idea of it. Look, the idea of sending a picture through the air to you or I, you know, if we had to come up with it on our own, how to, how to do that, it sounds like it's, no, there's no way. There's but no yeah, way it could happen. I could do it right now. But yeah. But I have no idea how it fucking right. happens. But yeah. someone did figure it all out. Some sure. group of people, they got to the point where it happened. Now, if we, you know, as, as a, a unit of three, if we were designed, you know, if it was a, or we were told to go out and make a, a new way to send video through the air so that it hits a, another box, something like It would a involve s- soup cans and strings. Fucking, it would be impossible. <laughs> right, we, we, exactly. could, we could live a hundred lives no, and we would, would never not. even come yeah, close. No. But yet somehow or another, people were able to put it all together and do that. Sure. That, that to me says there's no end. It's just everybody puts a piece in. This guy makes the wheel, and that guy makes the axle, and this yeah. guy makes the steering wheel. And maybe he doesn't know anything other than the steering wheels, but he knows to make that steering wheel, and he puts it all together. And yeah. it's it's like one big, giant fucking anthill designed to create it's, Yeah, it's technology. the building blocks of evolution. I mean, it really is. The quintessence yeah. of what evolution really is is those you know those minuscule steps where something opens up another box and another, yeah. or another layer of the onion, like and you put it. And that they have to all act as individuals but together as a unit that's the that's the key to getting anything done anybody that does something like say a guy like you know Stephen Hawking who's you know particle physicist like Michio Kaku or something like that they they dedicate their entire life to concentrating on you know particle theory and concentrating on the cosmos and concentrating on science like they're that is their spot that's what that's what thing they do and what they from the things they discover we get more of an understanding about stuff and then some guy will come up with some new fucking thing that ties into that. Sure, and- man. And, I mean, they pass it on. That's why those guys are professors. They pass the baton to the next class of people. They're like, t- build upon what he did. And we were and all they- acting together. Sure. We're, we're all, yeah. we just can't see it. We just can't see it, but we're all acting together. And time machines. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think time, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too far. I mean, I know we're almost wrapping up, so you just, it's a little late in the show to start a time traveling <laughs> fucking conversation. We've, t- st- we've had them. A- 
a hundred times. On yeah, the show. I heard him. Lockhart's a big. Uh, He's time, a big time yeah, freak yeah, too. Yeah. Well, you know that's one of the cool things about um, knowing a lot of comics and knowing a lot of dudes that hang out at the comedy store. A lot of comics have a lot of goddamn time, and they sit around and yeah. think about. And shit they're generally people smart people. Like the better the comics, like yeah. you know, are, are smart thinkers. They're yeah. you know deep thinkers, open to fucking new ideas or concepts. Consider things. Anything but close-minded are good comedians. Yeah, and you know what? It's one of the most important things if you want to have a fun life. You know, you got to surround yourself with other people that are asking questions, too, and honest yeah. ones. So that when the when, you know, like like here's a good per- perfect example. Me and my buddy Jimmy Dottilio, I was uh, I think I was 18 and he was 19 and we got a Ouija board. And we're like, do you believe in this shit, man? I'm like, I don't know. We were totally terrified. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's How old let's go fucking get one. 18 and <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was already laughing about was that. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> no. like, I'm not proud of it, but I'm telling the truth. <laughs> My favorite part of that story. So we went and we got this fucking Ouija board and he's like, I'm not going to move it. I'll tell you what, if it's moving, it's because either you're moving or ghosts are moving it. And I'm like, right. I'm not fucking moving it either. If it's moving, it's because ghosts are moving it. Okay, deal, deal. We shook hands right. and then we sat down in his apartment and uh, we, we started uh, pushing, you know, sitting this thing down and we kept our fingers on it. We did. We sat there for like 15 minutes. We'd look at each other. We'd make eye contact and go back. And then we'd ask some more questions. Right. Try to be like real open minded. <laughs> and then finally, we, you know, he picked his hands off it. I picked my hands off. He goes, "Fuck this fucking stupid thing!" <laughs> yeah. He threw it across the room. We started laughing. <laughs> but like I knew he wasn't gonna fuck with me. <laughs> right, pillow, right, you know right. Yeah, I sure, tried, we sure. figured this shit out together. Right. We're like, okay, together, this is horseshit. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. Because you know? I knew I could trust him. Sure. I knew that's the most important thing ever to have other people that are questioning shit, other people sure. that you can trust, so that you don't have to figure it all out on your own. Right, right, right. And then me and Jimmy got in a pillow fight. And we wrestled around a little. Yeah, after. Crab is caught. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> Showed him some new submission holds. Right. Yeah. It's just like a double wrist lock, but it's on your cock. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Didn't do any of that. But that's our lesson for the day, folks. Yes. There's about 85,000 suck my cock jokes in today's episode. <laughs> is that a new and this record? This is an episode where I said I was going to stop saying faggot. Yeah. I know, I know. So it's a completely gay. So appropriate. Um, we want to thank the Fleshlight once again for sponsoring our podcast. And I'd like to thank the hell out of Fleshlight if you know what I'm, I'm saying. Gonna, I'm going to get you one of these. Um, I'm going to get you one. I got, some, I got some laying around, son. I'm gonna get you one I will of, report back. I'll give you one of them blue bitches. Look at this one. It's, an, it's not Avatar. It's is, not Avatar. Uh, is that it, the alien one? Yes, yeah, alien. It's, but don't. Don't be confused, because right. even though it looks like it would be from Avatar, that would be some sort of a copyright infringement. Oh, is there an Avatar? Situation. Oh, yeah, okay. No, there saying. isn't. Oh, I thought you were but saying. you can't yeah, just go sure. selling Avatar pussies, man. <laughs> That's not cool. It's not like public domain. That's a new movie, man. You can't just... But uh, somehow or another, they're getting away with this. It's probably because Homeboy doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. You know? Totally. Or... Oh, as soon as he got, finds out, that's a cease and desist Cameron, right away. He's got so much money. Maybe he's not going to give a fuck. Maybe he's he like, just wants to fuck this. Yeah. Maybe he's happy that they made it, and he's just going to pretend he doesn't right. know it exists. Have his lawyer send me one of those. a whole house full of them. He's got a room. He has wing. I really Avatar, hope it becomes a smurf pussy soon when the Smurf movie comes out. Is there a Smurf movie coming yeah, out? Maybe yeah, maybe like the Smurf. When is that coming out? Smurfette 2000. I think uh, beginning of the year. What's really? his name's playing Gargamel too? It's uh, um, Hank Azaria. <laughs> is he a, a human Gargamel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like it's a human action with, movie? with 3D, 3D CGI. CGI. And they're all blue? Smurfs. The whole yeah. deal? Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. When is that coming out? I don't know. It's uh, under really it's tight wraps. Like they wouldn't let any pictures yeah. out of it, or somebody Dude, got a picture of Hank Azaria. If you go to iSmurfed.com, there's more info. I'm just waiting for Cowboys and Aliens. That's what I'm waiting for, man. Yeah. I am a big cowboy movie fan, and I'm a big alien movie fan. Yeah. And thank God someone decided to mix those two together. Yeah, right. Dude, when I, I went back home, like to Indianapolis, like I don't know, like a few months ago and shit. And uh, my cousins, a bunch of my cousins were there. And like, dude, yeah, you're, you know, Ro- Joe Rogan, right? I'm like, yeah. And they like listen to podcasts and all this stuff. They're like, you ever hear him talk about aliens? <laughs> Bro, I fucking <laughs> laugh for 15 straight minutes. Well, like, no, never. I've never heard Joe Rogan once mention aliens. Does he talk about that? Or I've never heard. That's so strange. People so who are into aliens, man, it's like being into Kiss. You mm-hmm. know? It's like they're into it. The they're alien fans. army. They're fans. You know, it's like. People who are into ghosts, too. It's the same shit. They're fans of ghosts. You know, right. They're fans of the idea of ghosts. You know, they're yeah, I think it. one's a little more realistic than Which the other. Which one's more realistic, ghosts or Kid, aliens? Kiss. No, I was talking about Kiss. Yes. No, kiss. <laughs> 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 and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, if you want to uh, email Teeb or send him some uh, some Twitter love, it's, uh, it's what is your Twitter? It's again? Uh, at the Teeb. T H E T E E B. At the Teeb. T H E. T E E B. T E E B. The Teeb. Teeb. As in Jason Tebow. So uh, get at him on Twitter, yo. You know you want to be following this funny motherfucker. He's got shows all around town. Follow me, faggot. And uh, you could catch him. Where's where are you at next? Uh, this Tuesday, me and Tripoli, Sam Tripoli, another funny comic, are both going to be co-headlining at Velvet Jones in Santa Barbara. So if you're up there, Shazam, come to that. Son. And doesn't he have a, a, a and our naughty next show? our next naughty show is December 9th at the Hollywood Improv. We have oh, uh, shit. Uh, okay. Nick Schwartz in Freddie Lockhart. Oh, shit. Taylor be good. Vixen's oh, going to be there. What? Right? Taylor Vixen. Um, Red Band, why don't you tell us who's about that? Vixen. Who's that, Brian? I don't know. Today's. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's December 9th. Oh. December 9th at the uh, Hollywood Improv is the next naughty show. All right. So that's it. The Teeb at Twitter. Facebook. How do you get a hold of you on Facebook? Uh, Jason Tebow on Facebook. And spell that shit, it's, son. Uh, J-A-Y. It's foreign. It's extremely foreign. J-A-Y-S-O-N. Jason with a Y. And Tebow. T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. That is not Tebow. Yeah, it's Thighbolt. It looks like Thighbolt. It's a French Canadian nightmare. So T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. You got it. So Jason Tebow on Facebook. So all you motherfuckers have no excuses. Oh, that's it. Um, big New Year's show. And I, I'm going to keep talking about this thing because, like I said, we've got to sell this place out. Me and Joe Diaz at Mandalay Bay the day before the UFC, January New Year's. 31st. D- December 31st. December 31st. Yeah. December 31st. And then January 1st is the the UFC. Obviously, it's New Year's. It's December yeah. 31st, you fucking dummy. Right. Stop talking, stupid. That's it. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. This is the end of the podcast. Fleshlight. I love you, bitches. Power to the fleshlight. Go to JoeRogan.net, and there's a link. If you click on it, you get 15% off. Use the code word Rogan. Holla at you, boy. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Oh, Jason Mayhem Miller's joining us next week. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Mayhem, we're going to have a special one that will be on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I'm doing Tom Green's uh, uh, podcast at the Smod Castle in Santa Monica. Details to follow, bitches. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, and uh, as we've said in the past, and I'm going to say this again because it rang true with people you are not the past god damn it you are not your mistakes you are what you've learned and who you can be move forward with prosperity and power and honesty and, and black dicks and black Go dicks you black suck dick. cocksuckers big dicks <laughs> yes is bad for your health facebook twitter 
Twitter. Find me on Friendster. Stay black. <laughs> Why we ended with this gay music, Brian? I know. Don't text me, cocksucker. And don't say faggot. Don't say faggot. Until it was too late. AIDS. HIV.